Ladies and gentlemen, boys and the girls, welcome to the Ringcast, episode two. My name is Zach. I'm joined by Mark, Pete, Danny, and our special guest, M4, to talk about the Fellowship of the Ring, some amazing uh, new Lord of the Rings collectibles, and more. Michael Bonney. Welcome, welcome. It's been a month since we've been here, and I'm so excited to be back in Middle Earth with my sweet angels. Uh, before we get into uh, news and releases, we got Equan in the chat. He says, Michael Vaughn and y'all. Uh, let's talk about some things that we've picked up. So uh, we'll talk about uh, the M4 edit a little bit later in the show, and that's obviously why we have Alex here. Uh, but we did finally get uh, our final copies of the M4 uh, Blu-ray order. Mark was nice enough to um, pick up some clear Blu-ray cases for us, and uh, this is how they turned out. So we got um, Alex's uh, amazing art there on the front, Looking great. and I thought I would be a little cheeky and get, since we're doing clear cases, uh, we printed a, a kind of like a reverse art on mm-hmm. the inside of Bilbo stepping out the door, and uh, Alex, what do you think about this set, man? Your disc came out great, bro. Yeah, it's, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I think the discs are, are like above my expectations because you know printing them at home is never quite as good as like a getting a company to do it so that's great and then also yeah i thought it was really good with the inside art that you guys came up with like it just looks perfect so props with that yeah it's great pete i think uh we're going to be getting your uh blu-ray shipped here pretty soon uh and then mark and danny same as well uh but i'm super excited for how these turned out and um i think for episode three of the ring cast we're going to be giving away um a set it won't have this clear case but it'll be a really nice looking set uh with the discs printed um as far as other things that i got um between last show and now i picked up the asmus uh v1 gandalf um i got this for a stupid deal it was like 200 bucks shipped and you know based on how big the box the guy sent it and how he shipped it i gotta imagine shipping was probably like 40 bucks so um you know definitely a decent figure uh i do have the crown series coming um but i uh i got impatient and i kind of just wanted to have two gandalfs this one also has a bunch of stuff that's specific to the hobbit so um like the staff uh and i I just like i don't know i got impatient and i know you guys know how that feels and um what do you what do you think about this mark do you think it's a pretty good pickup for 200 bucks well i I, i'm sometimes i feel bad for people that are selling because you bought it on ebay right yeah I, you almost feel bad for that person because if he sold it for two hundred dollars, I mean, he probably by the time he shipped it, he banked what one twenty, probably because you know? shipping plus mm-hmm. fees and everything else. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know what it is with the eyes, and it's in the movie. I mean, of course, he's he's older in real life, but uh, he just his eyes look just a little bit more sunken in. You know, and everything looks a little bit more sunken in. It could be the saturation of the of the movie. Um, yeah. And Alex's edit kind of helps it a little bit. But this, this like when you look at this, it looks more like the Hobbit Gandalf. You know what I mean? So it, it yeah, it's nice to have that second version because it looks yeah. like the Hobbit version. Because I picked this one because obviously this is from the Hobbit. Um, but it's one of those weird things where obviously he should look younger than older, yeah. but because <laughs> they made it look like uh, Ian McKellen, you know, that much older. So it's it's a bit of a <clears throat> it's a bit of a weird one. I wasn't a fan of the sculpt. Um, the rest of it is is fantastic, and I, I'd be interested to yeah. know how much of it is actually the same as the crown one. I, think I a believe lot of it probably is. 
Yeah, I believe a lot of it is. I know the shoes are for sure much improved. Right. Uh, I know the belt says, is, I think, the belt's different. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Collector says, I don't collect Lord of the Rings, but came by to support the stream. What a guy. Uh, and I had an mm -hmm. interesting experience with this. So I made myself a little diorama base just because uh, I was bored one day. And I also took it upon myself to reroute it. So the stock hair um, looked okay, but it's really thin. There's only like maybe 20 little tufts of hair. So mm -hmm. it, it's way, way, way too thin. Yeah, and also real quick, that's the promo shot. The picture, in like the one you got in hand originally looked looked like somebody's grandmother's hair you know what i mean it was yeah. it was really raggedy it was it wasn't good yeah no offense so, to anybody's grandmother out there yeah the rooting process these are two that didn't do so well um i had zero experience and i i messaged pete and i was like bro give me some tips on rooting oh, he's like just glue it and i was yeah. like you fucking asshole that's all the advice <laughs> you could give me Motherfucker just said to glue it. So I, I watched some videos and I didn't do so well to begin with. And after seven or eight tries, I came up with this and uh, I was pretty happy with it. I um, don't claim to be an expert by, in rooting by any means, but um, I think it, it's serviceable enough to like hold me over until I get mm -hmm. the crown series. And then hopefully Asmus will reissue the head sculpt like they promised. Was, and then I'll have I've been deliberately pedantic pedantic because i hate doing it and i've done it a few times and i did it with my gandalf you end up with as much of the hair stuck all over your hands and your fingers than on the actual yeah. figure and then you get all the little dots of glue that you think you don't see until it dries and then you start picking them out and i don't like doing it and it's not something that i find particularly easy um so i've just been a bit like yeah just glue it but yeah you know what i mean yeah and obviously hopefully we're still going to get the option to upgrade to the new head as owners of the original figure. But as yet, I we're still that waiting. Certificate to... of authenticity. Yeah, we're still waiting to hear from Asmus on that. But they're still putting the figure out. So I think until that's done, um, yeah, we'll have to wait. This is some of the product they use. So um, there's an eBay seller called Morzy Moore. That's where I bought uh, mine from. Yeah, they sell Tibetan lamb uh, fur, specifically for dolls. Um, I bought the premium grade, which was only like, like 11 bucks shipped for a pretty nice amount of it. Mm -hmm. Um, they do have like subgrades that you could get for like four bucks and then to attach it. Um, I've seen some people use super glue. I've seen some people use tacky glue. Um, and I've seen most people use beacon Fabri-Tac. It's a permanent fabric adhesive. Uh, and it has a pretty decent working time before it really sets. It's about a few mm -hmm. hours before it sets, but it's tacky enough that when you put the hair down um you kind of get that that hold um and pete mentioned a, a great thing there about when you get these little white spots in the hair yeah um i thought you were pretty much screwed at that point but i didn't realize that this stuff the fabri-tac it can be um removed with acetone right, so you just okay. get a little bit of acetone and kind of brush it in the hair and it'll actually right. dissolve those little okay. dandruffy things um, not that these two are worth saving by any means, but mm -hmm. you know, it is yeah. a thing. Cause on this one, there was one tiny bit in the front that I got out, but I was kind of freaking out about having to redo it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope at annoying. one point to get an actual, uh, Ian McKellen sculpt and then do a video of rooting it. Um, mm -hmm. I think I feel confident enough to try that. Um, so stay tuned for that potentially on, um, the joy of hobbying. But, uh, yeah, I'm really proud of how this came out and, you know, like I said, I don't claim to be an expert, but I think it's much improved over the original. Uh, I also picked up from Etsy uh, this One Ring replica. 
Uh, this guy, I mean, sells them for a pretty reasonable price. I think the most expensive part was the shipping from Italy. And uh, it's painted with like an orange paint, but the paint is fluorescent. So when you, um, or I guess glow in the dark. So when you put it under uh, UV light, it glows for not super long, like a minute or two. Um, but the glow effect actually does look pretty good if you get it under some good UV light. And uh, I think Mark was going to pick this one up off of me so that I could get uh, one that's a little bit bigger size because my fat fingers don't fit this one. <laughs> um, but the quality, I mean, for like 33 bucks, is like pretty decent. Um, do any of you guys have any of the One Ring replicas, either licensed or otherwise? Yeah, I actually do. I have a little mini collection of Lord of the Rings items, and I got the ring, the key from uh, The Hobbit, and then actually I got from Etsy a map of uh, or Thor's map. Um, of Erebor, which is pretty cool. And um, did you get the one that later. lights up? I did not. I just got it was like a normal <sighs> moonlight. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, oh, now yeah, there's for, one that yeah, yeah. lights up with UV. It looks fucking yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah. Now, how long does the actual like uh, glow in the dark? How long does it stay lit? You know what I mean? Is it like that early '90s like baseball card kind of glow where it's like two minutes, or does it it last like a? I'll be completely honest. It lights up really good for a few seconds and then it's very faint like like um i have an omega watch and when you when you light it up it'll light like super crazy for like maybe five minutes and then then for a few hours it'll be like you can actually read it visibly this does not not that right it definitely drops horde um but uh, you know it's kind of like you know you should for a second you look at it and then I don't know. I do wish it, it was more phosphorescent, but I think because he wanted it to still have that orange color when it wasn't exposed to light, I'm wondering if that's what it was. And I, I've thought about trying to buy a nicer paint and just rubbing it in there, but it just looks so good because it really does look like it, does, it looks on the movie just right. for a few seconds. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this was a great little pickup. And then my wife, if you're a Patreone, uh, she did a Gandalf art print, and uh, the file's online. You just go to Patreon, and uh, you should be able to, to download it. Uh, but her Instagram is Victoria, with three A's at the end, Tunes. And if you want to check out some of her work in progress on this uh, piece of artwork, I think it, it's, um, it's definitely a pretty good sculpt. I think, Mark, you said you were going to try to get it printed. Yeah, I have it, I have it downloaded. I just haven't had a chance to get the Walmart yet. Yeah, but, I it looks mean, fucking dope. I'm... I'm the thing is, I don't have anything Gandalf the White, really. Yeah. But I really, this makes me really want, a, you know, the Crown series Gandalf the White to come out. Dude, same. which I mean, they already they already have the body and the sculpt. You just you just make everything white, you know. Yeah, I'm waiting. So for that let's, one too. let's do it. Let's do it. You know. <laughs> Equan says, "I got to get me one of those rings." We got Mario Cortez in the chat too. Eddie Mendez took as well. Bunch of angels. Uh, Mark, tell us about what you got. Yeah, I got the. Uh, I, fi- I finally got the Gandalf the uh, Gray uh, Crown series, man. From and I bought it from Danny. I, I really appreciate it. And, and Danny kept it like pretty much everything in the box. I mean, as much as I love unwrapping everything, I, if I had that in hand, there's no way that thing wouldn't have been fondled. But um, <laughs> Jesus. but the, the the two things that were like the biggest surprise to me. I mean, I knew that I knew you know I've had asthma, so the, I knew the fabric was going to be good. I knew that the sword was going to be diecast. But the hair, I mean, right out of the box. Now, I understand I have to do the the cream or whatever the hair yeah, product is. Yeah, the curling is. lotion. I have to do the curling lotion. But, I mean, if you look at the lines and just the way it fits around his face, it looks beautiful. 
you know, it looks like he just got his hair straightened, but I mean, it looks fantastic. And then the base, I don't even know why I didn't, before I bought it, I mean, before I got it from Danny, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention in reviews. I was just staring at the head sculpt too much. I had no idea that the base had the gate, had a Bilbo's gate with the mailbox. I don't know. I well, completely I missed that. it. So yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was, but it was a complete and utter surprise. Now it's very jumbled. Like it's, it's real tight to Gandalf, but it was, that was probably the biggest, that was, that was probably the most impressive and biggest surprise. Cause to me that I get nostalgic for certain very little scenes. Certain things are very, okay. That's, that's Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? If you just show me, a, I'm thinking about putting a no admittance, except on party business, uh, post out on my wall, out on my front lawn. You know what I mean? That's it's cool. Like, That'd be cool. Because it, it literally, to me, that's when I see that, that I think of Middle Earth, I think of Hobbiton. You know what I mean? So this is literally, this is, I mean, this is right there. Uh, I said, but I, when I was unboxing it, I said it was right there with the DX07. But as of right now, I'd probably say this is my, and of course, it's, you know, I got it. It's my newer, you know, it's newer. But right now, this, best. Is, this is the new, number one <laughs> figure in my collection. Wow. I mean, number one, I mean, I've literally, I've picked this thing up and I've brushed it. I literally, I've petted him more than I petted the cat. You know what I mean? And I love the cat, you know, <laughs> but. You know what's funny? In that, in that top left corner, he looks more like Bjorn, Bayon than yeah, yeah, uh, Bayon, Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's funny because it actually makes, <laughs> it makes me want a couple of, uh, of the um, dwarves, you know what I mean? But, the, you know, yeah. they're, they're not, they did Thorin, they did a great job on Thorin, but there's no way they're going to do. Thorin's on Big Man Toy Story. Yeah, he's a great okay. figure. I've got him. Yeah. I was yeah, actually, Mark is like, I'm about to go buy it right now. <laughs> I have a question about the, uh, the rooted hair. Like, if you brush it too much, is there a chance that it's going to go bald? Yes. So, yeah. so Mark, stop Go gentle. Pet, I haven't had a single hair come off of him, though. Wow. Which is weird, because I've had, I mean, I've had other rooted stuff. But, um. The one thing we'll say, like, I have the Galadriel, and the Galadriel, her hair looks really good, but it just seems really thin. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, I mean, when it's up to the light, it looks like, you know, her hair is falling out a little bit. But with that Gandalf, I mean, that hair is, I mean, it's, dude, I hope my hair is that thick. You know? Wow. <laughs> so. You also got a new pre-order that you uh, committed oh, the to? Man, yeah. The boy's done it. He done it. Dude, this, Mark, Mark is fucking like Mark's dropping like stacks. Oh, this morning, I, he's like, I'm going to go. Yeah. Okay, so let me let me give you a behind the scenes of the last show. Last show, we're supposed to start at 3 o'clock. Not not this show. So it's 4. We're supposed to start at 3 o'clock. And we didn't get recording till like almost like 5. Because <laughs> Mark's <laughs> computer was just like, just falling apart. And he's like, fuck it. So this morning, he bought like a $1,000 computer just for the show. <laughs> fucking baller. What a man. What a man. Well, but anyways, back to the Prime 1. What do you got going on here, buddy? Yeah, and uh, the thing is, it's from Big Bad Toy Store, so you're getting a four you're getting a four dollar shipping, and it was twelve it was twelve twelve ninety nine, so it's thirteen hundred dollars. I hope nobody in my family is listening to this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but but the, uh, the 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 deposit was two sixty six, so no payment plan, just two sixty six. So I went. Uh oh. Do we lose Mark? Uh -oh. I think his internet cut out. <laughs> I hope you uh, kept that thousand dollar receipt for the computer. <laughs> I don't think it was the computer. Here, let's uh, let's move on. We'll get Mark back here in a second. Oh, he's back. Uh, am, I, am I back? Oh, yeah, I think your internet cut out for a second. Okay, so so Balrog a thousand dollars, thirteen hundred. 
Yeah, nice. and uh, I've actually, I mean, literally since I've been seeing this, I've been looking at, I've been looking at prints of the Balrog. I've been looking at all kinds of other stuff they made, and I couldn't help myself but to get this. And I'm, I'm actively searching for. There's, they have actually have a lot of pretty good looking prints. I saw one that was like a, it had uh, all the all the fire light effect was white, and everything else was black, and it was lit up behind it, and it looked fantastic. But it was like a it was like a eight by eleven. So I'm trying to figure out wow. a backdrop for this bad boy. But man, what data! Can't what a, wait. It's coming this year. What a statue! Wow. Yeah, yeah, and you went Lego crazy. I went Lego crazy. I spent I spent hundreds of dollars. You spent tens <laughs> of dollars for the family listening. Yeah. <laughs> so so, what sets did you get? Let's walk through these real quick. So to get the fellowship, because when I saw that you had gotten uh, twelve of the thirteen dwarves, I said I got to get the fellowship. Oh, they're well, cheeky. They're Lego, aren't they? Yeah, they're cheeky because, like the, um, a lo- certain minifigures are like sixty, seventy dollars. So I said, okay, well, hell, I'll just buy the whole set. So this set, you know, it's it was a hundred and some dollars. I mean, I don't like talking numbers. I don't like talking numbers <laughs> for people can hear. <laughs> and then I got the Battle of the Black Gate. The only problem is when you're buying Lego sets, just pay the extra money for the one hundred percent complete. They don't have to be mm-hmm. in box, but just the guarantee for 100% complete. Because this guy had a limp, had the number of the pieces that were missing. Well, I didn't. I, I was like, dude, I can't wait to get Gandalf off the weight on Guai here. Well, here Guai here was missing his wings. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Motherfucker, so, what? I got, I got a wingless bird. Everything else was <laughs> everything else was 100% except the mouth of Sauron was missing his legs. So I was like, son of a bitch. Which I didn't. You know, I don't care about that. I, I was like, oh, I can't wait to fly around the house with. <laughs> Gandalf, a, a wingless bird, and these sets like this. This set, I was I was up in uh, I was away for work, and this set came in. My wife put it together, and she was texting me pictures and saying how much she loved this set. Your wife is such an angel, bro. She, dude, she puts up with me. The fact that she spends, she sleeps in the same house as me is a is, a, is <laughs> she's in the same bed, no less. <laughs> yeah, she's got she's got terrible taste, and like this set, this is the only she lob attacks. This is the only set that had Samwise in it. Now this is an really? expensive. This is that's what I. This is Shelob slash Aragog. Yeah, Mark, read the set name for the people <laughs> listening to the audio. What? What? What's? I can't so, read it. The set name Shelob Attack. I I don't have it. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front. Okay, of me. well it's it's from Return of the King. Oh, from Return. Oh yeah, it's from Return of the King, but um, the uh. But so then I just bought this set for so this set cost me sixty dollars and I for, literally just bought for it for Sam, Sam cuz I don't care about yeah, yeah I'm not going to I hate, I don't hate you know I don't hate anything but <laughs> what wow. the hell do I want a <laughs> Lego spider for you know what I mean I mean it's a great set otherwise I guess it's not a great set cuz it's like the the fifth time I have like five golem figures and like 10 frodos jeez mm. with a golem bro yeah yeah I I have a I have a golem I have the um well, we'll get to that. But the attack on Weathertop, this is the only way to get the Mary figure. Dude, so I, that's fucking... That sucks you have to buy yeah, all these fucking... they do I this spent, all the time, though. And it's I, not so bad if you bought no, them all when they were new, because it wouldn't yeah. have cost you too much, but... So I spent, $100, I spent $100 on Mary. <laughs> and I got a couple Black Riders. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus Christ, but it, bro. But if you, want, if you want nine Black Riders, you'd have to buy five of these sets. So oh, you got $500. So when you see it's people with those large wild. dioramas, it's crazy. Yeah, there's your Gandalf and Balrog. Beautiful. That's my, uh, Dude, I uh, can't wait for you to get that. 
Stanny, tell us tell us what you got, what you're ordering, or which kind of what you're thinking about. Well, this is just what I'm thinking about. I was thinking about getting into the the one six Weta workshop statues because I have like some my displays are one six scale cases, so I'm kind of limited to that scale. So I was thinking about going into this and Gandalf the Gray, Gandalf Gray Pilgrim, I guess, or Pilgrim Gray. This one recently just came out, so you can still get them for like 300 350-ish. So I was thinking about going and in, dipping into this. But then I started looking at the older figures that were like sold out. If you go to the next slides. Yeah. It's like That's a sick Oh my god. Statue, these things are like all these armored figures that I'm into. They're like up in like the 7 to 800 cool. 7 to $900 now in the yeah. aftermarket or secondary market. Yeah. So I'm interested, but yeah, I don't know yet. But the I'm only thing with a workshop. Revisit. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I hope uh, Weta Workshop revisits the one six because it seems like they're they're doing like a second pass on some of these characters, the the main characters. Yeah. Well, when you showed me those, Danny, I literally I never saw any of those statues except the Gandalf. Not not a single one of them. So it was very surprising to me. I thought I was like, oh shit, they're they're really dropping some stuff. Yeah, the Gandalf is, I guess they came out less than a year ago. Yeah. Like, they just did a Fellowship Aragorn, but that mm-hmm. one went, that's on, like, wait list everywhere now. It's sold out. And the only thing that bothers me, and I'm sure maybe M4 can tell me if I'm wrong, because um, he's the expert on The Hobbit, because this is clearly The Hobbit Gandalf. Yeah. He doesn't have the hand wraps, and I'm almost certain in every scene he has the hand wraps. That's, oh yeah. Yeah, I've definitely noticed he does and it have bothers there, especially me. at the start of the movie, mm. but I haven't paid attention throughout. I I need to double yeah. check the first scene, but I'm almost certain he does. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Literally I was like scene, but... hovering the mouse on the order button and then I was like, "Wait a second, why does he have the hand wraps?" And then it derailed me. Dude, the hand wraps did it for you? Well, literally I can't unsee it now that you said fucking, it. If the fucking fifth, if I, I got the other asthma or uh, Weta it was like 60 bucks for that statue. That motherfucker has hand wraps. It bothered me, bro. It really bothered me. It was like the respect, right? Yeah. I don't know. This is a beautiful statue, though. There's I only like, I won't get it then. Mm-hmm. No, this is... Danny, this is a great statue. There's only like Just two or three reviews on, of Danny. it. Yeah, right? Sculpt them with like... Um, <laughs> so fucking, there's only like two or three reviews on, on YouTube about it, but... Dude, this yeah, thing is fucking see, beautiful. I would want to see it in hand, probably, before I... Definitely pull the bo- I'm pulling trigger. Know, I guess our our buddy, the everyday collector John, would really love these because the one thing what it does is, man, they num- they they limit their stuff to a number, and it's always like it's never a high number. Like their higher things are like five to five hundred to a thousand. So that's like yeah. the good. That's like the good. Like you know, you know when you're getting it that you're not going to see it again. I mean, a that majority version. of them do go to to waitlist sell out. Yeah. And then, yeah. so you're just going to have to wait on a different version. You know what I mean? You're never going to get that same, ex- you know, if that's what you want, you you got to, you know, you got to pay, pay the price. Yeah, definitely looks great. Uh, what else do we got here? Are you ready to get into, or actually, Pete, did you get anything from Lord of the Rings? No, no, no. What about you, M4? Uh, no, not, nothing with me. I mean, I said I have those uh, little props, but I don't really yeah. have any collection. Which, um... You said you had the key. Is that the one yeah. from the Noble Collection? 
Uh, I honestly don't remember. I got it when I was like, uh, what, like in eighth grade or something for my parents. Oh, we so lad? this was Ooh. quite a while ago. Yeah, I think it was just one of the official. Pro- Actually, Damn, probably dude. not because those are expensive. I don't know. No, but no, it, no. It, the, noble, cool. the noble collection one was only like twenty bucks when it came. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it could have been that. Wow. Uh, but yeah, my favorite cool. one is the map that I have. I got it from someone on Etsy who like made it <laughs> hand drawn. It's pretty. That's cool. That's fucking dope, bro. I, like to I keep tried it with to... my edit. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to print one. And like weather it, and it fucking turned out awful. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna buy the thirty dollar one." <laughs> um, Mark, tell us about this: the uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings teaser photo. Yeah, and this is the most uh, trashed series that has uh, yet to come out. Um, but they they finally dropped this teaser, and it's and they they said the the first episode will be September second, twenty twenty two, which was like. When I saw this picture, I got real excited until I found out it was September second, twenty twenty-two. But the one thing I, I kind of realized—I realized—I don't know why I realized it. I don't know why I knew this, but Tolkien died on September the second. So that's kind of like—I mean, yeah, that's kind of okay. like, that's kind of like weird, you know? Yeah. But this is definitely—I mean, this has to be Valinor, right? Because of the two trees. But the—they said already that the show was going to take place during the Second Age. That they're they're they're, I guess they're not allowed, or they they're not going to touch the first age or the third age. Now, if this is Valinor, the trees fall during the first age, so this has to be a flashback, you know. And then so then, there's been I've I kind of started watching videos today of like who's the person in the white, and some people you can't tell whether it's a man or a woman, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some people think it's Galadriel. I think it's a man. And I that's why I said I think yeah. it's a man too. That's why I said. You know, you know, one of those you look, you look around the corner like, oh, is she hot? And you're like, oh, you look real quick like, oh, that might be a guy. I thought it was Krennic. And listen, we're yeah, we're, yeah, and we're listen, we're, we're in. It's 2021, man. You can't assume anything. So There's nothing wrong so, with that. I'm just gonna go off the picture now. When I saw, I was like, oh, I was thinking, oh, cool, the the fall of Valinor. That would be cool, but that's during the first age. So there's no way they would show that. But if they're touching on, so the this is the Valar. The Valar are the people that control. You know, they're the ones that they're like the ones that look over Middle Earth. You know what I mean? They're the ones that the Eagles go to. They're the ones that sent uh, Mithrandir, you know, the great pilgrim Gandalf to fight Sauron. You know what I mean? So there's so much they could do during the se- second age that it's it's one of those things that's really exciting because, it, you know, it's just it's, they've, it's you're finally getting news. But at the same time, I have no idea what the show's going to be about still. You know what I mean? Because this could mean anything. So, yeah. uh, who knows? It, it was to me. It was really exciting. The image looks beautiful. I don't know if this is anything about how the show will look. You know what I mean? Or if this is I think this is a art. this is taken out of a production. Still. Now, if this is if this show is going to be on this landscape, you know what I mean? That that fills my boys. You know what I'm saying? That that does it for Jesus. me. Jesus. <laughs> so, Pete, but, what do you think about this? Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, I, I think uh, it goes without saying that the amount of money they've spent on this show, there's a hell of a lot of expectation about it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm going to kind of, uh, you know, come in it with, a, with uh, open eyes and uh, give it a chance. Because I think if it is second age, it's something that, um, you know, we, we there's not so much, unless you've read some of the, you know, the... the um, kind of indices and the and um, the, the, some of the other stuff, then it's it's not as well known as, as what we're talking about on here mainly. So uh, I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air, really. Yeah, Danny. Danny, what do you think, Danny? 
Oh, I'm I'm excited for this picture. Like this is like this is what I've been waiting for. Kind of is like I wanted to see the second age, like the elves in their, like in their heyday, I guess, mm -hmm. in Middle Earth, because it seems like Third Earth when we're in the Third Age, everyone's all the elves are leaving. Yeah, yeah. Alex, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm super excited for the show. I'm I've heard. You know, there's a lot of controversy about, um, you know, from Tolkien fans about if it's going to be good or um, whatnot. But I think I'm just going to go in it with an open mind and see um, yeah. what it's like, you know, because I'm pretty into the books and Tolkien lore. But it's still interesting to see an adaptation and someone else's vision. And I've heard it's not going to be following it like with Peter Jackson's vision. So that should be interesting. I mean, the picture does remind me of something possibly PJ could have come up with. But um, we'll see, you know, what it's like. And uh, yeah, maybe a M4 edit of the show. If it's uh, wow, but no, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't, don't, don't want to say that yet. But if it's like, seems like there could be something. But you know, we'll see. I think this looks beautiful. I'll be honest; I've intentionally not read that much into this show because I really want to kind of go into it with an open mind. But this looks beautiful. Looks like a fucking yeah. Magic: The Gathering yeah. card. Yeah, I'm, sorry, God, Mark. But real quick, I'm 100% with you on this one, Zach. When you're all, we're all Star Wars fans in this group of of yeah. friends here, and it's like there's so the stuff got picked so apart that it exhausts me just thinking about you know speculating on stuff like that. It's it's so much better to just go in day one of the episode. I like I love stuff like this, a little teaser. It gives me stuff something to think about, but I don't like writing the story before it happens because then you're setting up these expectations of what you're going to have in your mind and it's never going to fit that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, with Alex, you just got to open yeah. mind and just enjoy it because yeah. it's better than nothing. No yeah, matter don't what don't check the Reddit's about this show or anything. Oh, Everybody's blowing everything up out of proportion. Motherfuckers were doing three hour like live streams from this one fucking picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, how the fuck you could talk so long about one fucking picture. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited though. Uh, Equan says the m amount of money spent on the show is insane record-breaking brian pieces this is why mark wasn't answering my text wow oh, my, that's my brother what a guy um this was really cool the lord of the rings uh hobbit 4k box set you got the theatrical and expanded editions of each film for both trilogies a 250 page book a one ring replica with premium light up mortar display and a replica of the key to Erebor. So that's really cool. Uh, Mark, do you know how much this one costs? They didn't they didn't give a price yet. But they bastards. said Yeah, but they said that the pre-orders I don't even think the pre-order drops till October. That's the thing. I was looking for details on this cuz I didn't want to come in here, you Not know, cheap. I think UK Amazon had it for 250 pounds. Fuck. Dude. So that's yeah. going to be about like $300. You'll probably get it for $250. That's kind of how it works. Oh, is that is that um, how it works? I don't know how you, your dollar works. Because they just released them in 4K recently, so I don't understand yeah. why. They always said this that they would be doing this, so they didn't kind of they were, they were quite transparent about it and didn't kind of con people. But I think it's just because this has got all the extras and stuff as well. Um, it says yeah. it's some all new special features. Uh, obviously, you get the book and everything. I mean, I'm quite happy with my 4K sets, and I, I won't be upgrading to this. But obviously, if you didn't go for those and you can get it for a decent price, it looks like a yeah, like a I nice think set. The main draw with this is that it comes with both The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, all the um, extended edition like uh, special features that weren't on the original yeah. 4K releases. And then, Correct. yeah, they yeah. said that there's going to be new special features, and we don't know what those are, but wow. I'm mm -hmm. theorizing that that could possibly be unused footage or deleted scenes because Peter Jackson has talked about 
uh, multiple times that he would love to do a re-release like whatever 25 years later and include all that and obviously it hasn't been that long but i mean this would be their chance to do it so uh, yeah. i'll be looking up for that and then mm-hmm. all the Hobbit editors will get super oh, excited, yeah. and you can oh, yeah, a bunch of M4 screens. edit part two. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, there was a guy in your Discord that was looking for green screen footage to finish some scenes. That's, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how dedicated you guys are with the edits. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, that's always an option with the deleted scenes with the green screens, but I don't think it's quite... We're not quite at the level where we can pull off something that looks professional with that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. you never know. You know, things have gone crazy with deep fix, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And for 250 bucks, it's key better fucking work. Um, <laughs> this was the Prime One uh, Nazgul. Mark, tell us about it. Yeah, they dropped this with all the other stuff. And um, this is where they're on the top of uh, Weathertop right before he stabs Frodo. So he's got the Nazgul blade in his one hand. But I think that's the bonus item. Because otherwise, yeah, it's, it's just a reaching yeah. hand. It's his normal yeah. sword so, in the left hand, isn't it? But but to me, it's not a tie. It's not like a deal breaker to not have that. You know what I mean? Because I kind of like the reaching hand mm-hmm. more, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. But it, I mean, of course, if you're going to give me the option of for the same price, you know. And the only thing, because we had talked about it when, it, I think I don't know if we just discussed it in the chat group, but we talked about how the other four ring race were chasing after Gandalf in the book. So yeah. you would expect the other five there. Well, the the base is awesome as hell, but it only has three. And I was like, man, how much effort would it have took? Just, and I, don't, I mean, it, I guess it shouldn't matter because it looks awesome. To me, it looks awesome. I, I, I love, even if it's all it just, it looks awesome. But yeah, you put I, would love to, I would love to have just that one more ring ring. Well, no, he's saying if you put, yeah, if you put one more, you would have like the okay. full... From yeah, the scene. because they have the three at the bottom. So if you had a fourth, then it, it would represent all five of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but again, that 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 that's just something I picked up afterwards, and I was like, hey, it would have been nice. But this is one when we were talking about thinking about the Witch King when he gets his armor, though. That to me is like the ultimate. So I was like, I really always wanted, I always wanted like a nice, cool ring wraith representation you know what i mean they're so cool in the movies they're much cooler mm-hmm. in the movies than in the books but to, to get that like that helmet that witch king helmet that's really what i want mm-hmm. so i'm i'm kind of on the fence because i do love the base and this looks awesome and this is uh, i think this is eleven hundred dollars yeah i'm pretty sure i have it written down here somewhere man but but again i i i also i'm kind of like I have kind of a deal in place for another statue that I won't talk about here. Wow! wow. Until, until next time. That's why I said I'm, I'm so deep in it to where I gotta pull. Ba- I gotta pull back. Wait, to is have it the one from Facebook? All right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have my wife take my card away from me. So. Wait, can we, can we talk about that? I actually kind of wanted to <laughs> talk about that one if you don't mind. Yeah, we can. Wait, talk the one about I it. sent you. Katrina, yeah, the turn w- away, please. Because it's the Witch King. By uh, oh boy, by uh, sideshow premium. Sideshow. Yeah, the premium format statue. Because when you were talking, it's funny. You were probably thinking about it when I was talking about it, Zach. Because uh-huh. that Witch King, that helmet, dude, that image. Now, listen, the, the, one of the coolest scenes, like, just, oh, my gosh. It gets um, gets me hard it, thinking about it. I know. His when, blood's he's getting all when, red. <laughs> when, Eowyn, when Eowyn cuts off the uh, head of the fell beast, and then the wing, in the movie, the wing comes down. And then it's like, it reveals, it's almost like a... Uh, 
it's almost like a curtain coming down and then you see the witch king standing there and he's got that giant ass mace oh man makes it pee pee hard <sighs> oh my god it does dude <laughs> it's hot what here a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm in talks to, i'm in talks to get that now so we'll see what happens so are you guys negotiating or are you just going to pay what he wants it's a it's a me pick it up thing because i'm not paying shipping for that wait so so what can you tell us kind of like if he gave you a deal on it because we told you to like kind of like kind of give him, him a real yeah talk him down did you talk him down or was it's, he pretty firm it's a decent price it came wow. down he came down a little bit not not as much as i wanted to not not as wow. much when you're talking about a two and a half hour drive but but i i've wow. been doing that for work this week this last couple did you give weeks, him a deposit no, I didn't give him a deposit yet. That's why. That's why I didn't want to talk about it yet. I don't want to jinx it. And now here I am talking about it because <laughs> it gets me excited. You know, it gets me excited. So. Yeah, dude, I'm happy for you, bro. I'm Thanks, super happy for you, dude. When now I saw that, that, that's the first thing I thought about was you. Oh yeah, I know. You sent it. To, you sent it to me, dude. I was a little pissed off at you when you sent it to me. Oh sorry. I was like, man, not now. <laughs> I got two kids and I got two kids. Yeah, but you. You don't see them come up that much because they're no. older statues. No, and you can't you can't buy stuff like that on Facebook. Zach got a great deal on the sideshow. Dude, I got a stupid deal. That that stuff, you can only find that stuff when you look at previously sold listings because when that shit pops up, it is gone instantly. And I can't I can't spend all day on eBay. You know what I mean? It just never happens, and it's people that not really realizing what stuff's valued at. You know. So yeah. when you when when you see a deal, sometimes you just you know you gotta you gotta grab it by the balls. I'm proud of you, bro. Now you gotta Thanks, get man. the uh, you gotta get the Gandalf the White premium for me. Let's not, let's let's let, <laughs> <laughs> let's let the bank account sit for a day. Yeah, let it rest. <laughs> Your card's like all fucking exhausted. I wait for uh, I'm, I'm waiting for my bank to call me and uh, to flag me. <laughs> we got some fucking <laughs> dude buying all this fucking. Is this you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This was really cool. The uh, the Weta Nazgul masterpiece diorama. This is one six scale, twenty four hundred dollars limited to five hundred. Sold out pretty much everywhere instantly. Uh, This is from the Fellowship of the Ring, and I gotta say, masterpiece Weta Mm -hmm. stuff sells out quick, and it goes for very high prices in the secondary market. This is a fucking Grail piece. Yeah, it's a Grail piece. I really love every single piece that they've done in this line. Um, it, I don't love this scene enough that I wanted to put in on it, but I was very tempted. I was very tempted. Mm-hmm. It, for me, if I was going to buy one of these, it would probably be the Gandalf with Frodo in the cart. But holy oh, shit, you- this, is, this is tempting. Yeah, I mean, and literally, it's one of those where you're, like, you, you're thinking about it so hard that you, you kind of want to know that it's available. And then you get kind of get that FOMO, but when you get FOMO at $2,400, it literally <laughs> like... It makes you like rethink your life because <laughs> I found I found it on a website. I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna tell you guys on here because I don't wanna I don't want to, I don't want it to get out. Dude, but there's take one. But every other web every website when I went to go check it because when we were doing a show sheet it was all sold out and I mean wait you got one no no I didn't get no no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Katrina, stop listening. No, but on <laughs> the, the one web, speak. the one website, it was still available and it had free shipping. Oh wow! So, hmm. yeah, yeah. So I put, don't even put it in the think, private chat. No, okay. <laughs> maybe in the maybe in the private chat, not the not the YouTube chat. Because you gotta you gotta watch out like which retailers too. They might be. Oh, no, it's a big it's a bigger one. That's why okay. I was surprised. But one I didn't think about until I just was randomly when I was looking for the Balrog art prints, I found it. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know they sold this. 
I'll, t- I'll, uh, I'll, I'll text it in the uh, Ringcast chat. Wow. Top secret. Um, yeah. What do you think about this, Danny? Dude, I think this looks amazing, but the price is a little too steep. I, just like you, I think it's like a great scene. I mean, it's like it's a cool scene, but not cool enough for me to spend twenty four hundred on. But I mean, like it just, fan. just <laughs> the detail is amazing on all the, everything: the horse, the ring wraith, the roots. Like you even have a rabbit. bunny. There's like a bunny in there, and yeah, the, the broken only thing carrot. that's a little weird is, I know it's it's accurate how they look, but they still, like most of the hobbits look goofy, except for I think. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he Fro- looks goofy anyway. Frodo. Frodo. Like, Frodo just looks like he's. He's doing. doing he's like doing a, the O face. He's doing yeah. the I just finished face. Yeah. Busting a nut. One hundred percent. And it, but everything it, the, else looks amazing. I'm gonna do that face to my wife later. Wow. Oh god. The, Frodo, you tell her you're gonna spend four hundred on this. Frodo doing the ring, and I'm gonna do the face. Wow. Yeah. That that'll Mate, get me cut off real quick. Where are um where are Prime One based? Are they are they a US company? Well, this is Weta. So Weta is based Weta. in New Zealand. Oh, I see. This is Weta. Yeah, so yeah. New but they have they have shipping factories all over the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah. See, this is again where I think being in the UK, um, this really kills us here because you know you you appreciate that we pay quite a lot more for like one six scale figures than you guys do in the states. So to to buy something like this, it would be probably two and a half thousand pounds you know we tend to pay in pounds what you guys pay in dollars and you know we i I wouldn't i couldn't even contemplate thinking about buying something like this not not for those sort of prices and even though i was looking at that wetter sauron um it's just yeah it's thousand pounds and it's it's getting beyond my kind of uh pay grade i think wow yeah I I feel bad for Pete because I sent him the um, the mithril coat from mm-hmm. Proto, and I mean I literally sent it in an envelope and it was like seventeen dollars. I'm yeah, like, man, I can yeah. only and I had to sign a bunch of stuff that it was a gift because otherwise you would have to pay more. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of paperwork on it. Yeah. I was like, imagine sending a birthday card. <laughs> yeah. So did did you get it, Pete? Oh yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, it's, it's on not the figure. Like, it's you a never know chin- it was on there, but I know it's on there. So yeah, it's oh, a little. It, it was a little chintzy, but I mean, I I think as an effect for uh, the mouth of Sauron holding it or anything like that, I think it's a cool effect. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, it's the best it they could do enough. with uh, that scale. But yeah, that's cool. hopefully we don't tempt you to buy any of these expensive statues M4. That's the last thing you need to do <laughs> yeah, is get into collecting. I think I'm Emperor. holding off for now. It's the but. last thing you need to do. <laughs> uh, last up on the releases, um, this is the. Iron Studios 110 scale Witch King, shown yesterday at uh, Inside Iron Studios Day. I think it looks great. I think it looks great. I love the diorama, love the feast, but I mean, this is probably going to be like 250 bucks. So uh, to me, it just kills any desire to own these statues because they're so expensive. Um, what do you think, Mark? Is this a pickup for you? But they didn't say the scale though, did they? Because I kept trying it's to. It's one tenth. One tenth. Yeah. 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 When they first came out, it was like, oh my god, this is a new awesome line because everything, like all the original releases of the Lord of the Rings, were like a hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. I think I, I got Frodo for like seventy-five dollars, and I think I got Gandalf for like one fifteen. I was like, oh, you know, that's not a bad price. But everything they come out now, it's like one sixty, one seventy, and at that point, I'm like, um, you know, and then a couple of the bigger ones are like. You know, if there's any kind of action pose or anything, it's like two hundred dollars. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah. 
at that point, I'll just go back to collecting six scale figures or just or just going, you know, the statue the statue route because it's it's too small and too high a price. It's it's like a Kodobakia with Star Wars. It's like why would I pay a hundred dollars for a six inch figure? You know? It, yeah. Yeah. So it's but this I mean, again you heard you heard everything I said about the Witch King. I'm not going to beat beat off a dead horse here, but I mean it's just <laughs> <laughs> such a cool. Such a cool helmet, dude! I, w- I want to wear that shit. If, if the zo- when the zombies come, that's what I'm wearing. <laughs> wow, good choice. Um, so Mark, tell us. Let's introduce the main segment, and uh, I'll let you take over from here. Yeah, uh, when we were all talking, a couple of you guys, um, Danny and Zach, you guys had hadn't read the books yet, and you guys were asking me questions. So I, I kind of hit you guys with the task of listening to the audio book, and. When COVID happened, I COVID before COVID happened, I I had read the books one time. Since COVID happened, I I mean it's the books three times, audiobooks. Wow. I'd say I probably listen I probably listen to the audiobooks a dozen times. <laughs> I mean literally, because when you're at you know you're at work, you got nothing else to listen to. I've listened to, you know, everything under the sun, and and then with COVID, you know everybody, you know I just I just want to cut I just want to and with the last Star Wars movie, I just wanted to shut off from the rest of the world. And man, I went, I went deep into Middle Earth, like real deep. So you know, and I've, I've read Untold Tales. I have, I have a Silmarillion, and I've opened it up a plenty of times. I've listened to the, I've listened to it on audio, and it's so hard for me to finish it because it doesn't read like a book, you know. Mm-hmm. It reads like a dictionary, so it's, it's hard yeah. for me to, to keep track. So I mean, there's so much, but this book, there's certain, certain things you're different, but as far as book and movie. This makes the movie so much better, you know. The, when I re, when I watch the movie, I literally get a, I get Samwise Gamgee emotional. You know, if you when you read the book, Sam cries a lot, dude. I'm the same way, man. Certain certain scenes, certain mm-hmm. movie scenes carry so much more weight in this book. Like poor, you know. I'm telling you, it it it, it just it just it just puts weight to everything, you know. Yeah, like the whole relationship with Gondor, you know, Faramir and stuff like that. It just puts so much more into that family of the stewards. It just so. I mean, anyway, that's a discussion. So let's. Uh, I guess let's just get started mm-hmm. on that then. Yeah, Pete, what did you think about your first impression reading the book? Oh, I love the book. Um, so I'd, I'd read it. Um, I'm reading my. I think they're about 35 years old. My copies of the book. So I must have bought them when I was about 11. Um, uh, yeah, love the book. Um, I think you know it's 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 well um, known that obviously the the, the certain character of um, Tom Bombadil is 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 quite a um, absolutely not. It's quite a hurdle oh, yeah. for people to get over. To be honest, uh, well, you, when we discuss the negatives of the book, that's we're, we're gonna. Yeah, um, you know, you pick this book up and, and you, you think it's going to hit the ground running, and then you kind of get stuck in this in this mire of stuff. But I think once you get through there, um, yeah, it's brilliant, and it just adds it's just more of the lore to it. And obviously, um, there's several, there's two or three kind of key moments that are either not in the you know that, that are moved from movie to movie. Um, I don't know if you want to go through that now, Mark, or we're going to talk about that. Um, oh, we're going to talk. We're going to we're going to have it. Yeah, yeah. But that's a brilliant book. Um, you know, definitely recommend reading it if you're if you're a fan of the movies. And real quick, Pete. Now you were I was, you're probably the only one here that wa- read the book before the movie. Mm-hmm. 
What did you think when you were reading, watching the movie for the first time? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I kind of got into all the hype and everything. And um, as I say, there's a, there's a few beats in them that you kind of go, oh, hang on a minute. Um, I, I, you know, I think I, I think I was aware that Tom Bombadil was going to be cut, so that wasn't a surprise. But obviously, there is some timing changes and the, and where they've moved things. So, um, right. you know, having watched the movies, knowing the story, um, there was a few kind of like, oh, okay, so they've done that, you know. So, but it's a, the how whole, they, yeah, how they did it. Right? I, I couldn't have. I, I fell in love with it. I, I thought they, you know, it was starting to feel like nobody could ever actually put this thing on film. And do it justice, and <laughs> right. uh, Peter Jackson nailed it. Yeah. What do you think, Danny? Well, I, I mean, I watched the movie first. Then I, I didn't even read the book. I did the the cheetahs version and listened to the audio twice. So, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I guess like it's similar to like I guess comics. Like I always read the original comics first for um, for like X Men, Spider Man all those movies and then later on they made movies and I always felt Mm -hmm. like oh they didn't you know like reading the comics first I felt like they left out a lot of things Mm -hmm. and then watching the movies first for Lord of the Rings and then later on going back to listen to the audiobooks I felt a lot of the stuff that they did cut out was was pretty pretty right on or should have been I guess Mm because like I guess like because there's like they explain a lot of stuff with the hobbits more, which I kind of like too, because I wanted to get into their world more. But yeah, yeah, it wouldn't fit. For but me. it was like nine years since I guess like Bilbo Se- and seventeen Gandalf years. Left. Oh, yeah, it was seventeen. Seven, I thought it was nine. Seventeen years, yeah. Yeah, and then in the movie, it felt like it was only like two weeks. Yeah, if that. And we'll, and we'll get into that in the discussion. Yeah, discussion. <clears throat> but and then there's like characters that I wish, like later on, that I did research about. Yeah, I just felt like they should have. I wish they kept them in, like uh, uh, Gorfindel, and then yeah, Gild- like, or like Gildor and Glorian, some of those kind of yeah. some of those elves. Yeah, for sure. So, those were some of the characters I wish they yeah. probably would have shown, like finding out more info about them later on, right. instead of just mm-hmm. having Arwen. <laughs> I guess. <Yeah. laughs> right. But, how about you? How about you, Alex? Um, yeah. So I haven't read the books in a while, but. Um, compared to the movies, well, yeah, so I saw the movies first, and I definitely think Fellowship of the Ring is, is like, the best of the three in terms of following the book. Um, but if I remember right, yeah, I think from the book, they, like, cut out, like, four chapters from the Shire parts, like, in the start to make it into the movie, which definitely makes sense to, to speed yep. things up and get mm-hmm. the story going. Um, so I understand that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love both the book and the movie. So, yeah. I really like the book. Um... I did the audiobook, the uh, the one that Mark recommended, and it it's not really an audiobook. It's more like a, a radio drama, like like a radio say. drama, because mm-hmm. there's music, there's voice acting, there's special effects. Um, it was good. There was, a, you know, like Mark and Pete said, getting past Tom Bombadil was like <laughs> like horde. Like I was like, uh, I don't know if these books are for me, man. Yeah. Um, that character was just such a a hurdle to get over. And like when I finally thought it was over, then he was there. It was like another yeah. chapter. He came yeah. back again. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Um, it's like one of those where Frodo starts singing, you start panicking. You're like, oh shit, here he comes. Yeah, some of the singing <laughs> stuff was pretty bad. Um, there's this one scene where I think it's Sam is singing, and I think it's either right after, I believe it's right after the Tom Bombadil thing. And it just like, 
for like days. I had that stupid song stuck. So in this my guy head. sing when, these songs when he's singing. When he's singing, yeah, singing, yeah. yeah. Oh, when no. he's singing about the trolls. I'm gonna see if I can yeah. find the song. See, I didn't. I read in the book. I didn't read any of the lyrics of the. I just yeah, skipped through I, them. In the book, I skipped through it, but yeah. in the audio version, it's you hilarious. <laughs> he does Wait, the women's voices too, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing. As high of a production value it is, stop shouting. As, I'm sorry. As high as a production value it is, as soon as he does, uh, like Arwen's voice when like her like she, uh, uh, what's that word? Trem- he, like trembles, tremors like around uh, Aragorn, and he's like doing this uh-huh. little like shaky woman voice. I'm just like, oh my god! It took me. I had to like stop listening. I'm like, why am I? Oh, I had to walk away. It was, God, I'm it was trying pretty to find well. that song, dude. It was so bad. Yeah, but, it was a little um, queer. It, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that was another petting. thing. When uh, Danny started uh, listening to the audiobook, it says the word queer, and it says another word about a bundle of sticks a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you're when you're a little immature like we are, it's it, you laugh every time. Can't help a giggle. Anytime you got to gather a bunch of faggots to go up into a mountain, it's it's a little. <laughs> Can't um, laugh. That happened. Um, yeah, well, as it's far as sticks, as far oh. as favorite things for me, and then we'll we'll go down the list that they changed from the movie. Um, obviously, the Tom Bombadil thing. I'm super glad they cut that. Um, it is interesting because in the book, it it doesn't specify there's a time jump between, um, you know, Gandalf leaving the Shire and then them leaving the Shire um, for the adventure. Uh, the actual adventure. Mm-hmm. You mean in the book? No, in the, the book, book it it's a very clear time oh, Okay, oh, I thought you said gap, in the book in, it didn't. I'm in sorry. the movie, Maybe. it's kind of like ambiguous. And the next time we see Frodo, he definitely has aged um, a little bit. And I was reading in Reddit, like some people think that that time jump still may have been preserved um, in the book based on some of the dates. But I don't know. I, that's the thing I'm most curious about in the actual movie, if there is any amount of time that passes. Because... Uh, like you guys said, it feels like it's like just like a week or two. Mm-hmm. But in, in the yeah. in the book, it's I think it's like 17, 18 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I kind of have something to say about that. Um, later, Aragorn says his age um, in an extended scene. And so the year he says would be after the time jump. And so I, I think that like it's just you could think of it as like movie magic that just the way it's cut goes through the time jump without even telling you and it could happen. Yeah. But um, or the movie universe just starts the same year as after the time jump. But yeah, you, you, they never really yeah. clarify. And that that's yeah. hard part about skipping through because um, Pippin says, and when he's in um, uh, the White Tower, he says that he's 29 years old and not quite like a man yet. So if you go back mm-hmm. 17 years, then Pippin should be 12 years old. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's certain things that they have to skip past. And as far as the time jump, none of the time jump, like saying, okay, there was a time jump, bothers me, except how much they aged. Poor Bilbo. Like... Literally, they didn't say when they went to Rivendell, he was on death's door because it was like, dude, it's like, oh my gosh, what, you know, what the hell? Like, like yeah. he's been doing, like, what, what do you want? Were you, did you go on drugs when you left with the dwarves? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I, I always it's interpreted little, it as like, sorry. You, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I always interpreted it as when he lost the ring, like in the movies, um, he rapidly started aging and that's why. But I mean, yeah, yeah. it's different than the book yeah, me in too. the sense that he shouldn't have aged that much, but you can continue. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 you're perfect. And then when um, this is skipping wow. to, to the end, the return of the king, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to die before the boot gets wet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, it was like completely unnecessary because then it was, what, another two years? 
because the, yeah. the, the travel yeah. took them a year and then they went back to the Shire and then that's when Frodo kept getting sick from the stab wounds and then he sailed off so like two years and I'm like man 17 you thought 17 years was bad look at that two years you know <laughs> it's like a twin yeah. son effect with a you know with fucking Obi-Wan Obi-Wan wow yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah that was probably my part that I think I was glad they changed um but also the White Council scene I think it was better in the book it went a lot more in depth about yeah. the dwarves and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And it went on for um, several days as well, didn't it? Yeah. Again. What about you, Mark? What do you think is some good changes that they made? The, the, the really good changes they made was the parts they skipped. They skipped completely. Um, and the movie, they they literally, it was hard for them to get out of the Shire. They got trapped by trees, you know, multiple <laughs> times. By Old Man Willow. And then some, when they were, like, up on the mountain of Caladras... That was it. Was the the magic of the mountain? The mountain was literally keeping them from crossing. It wasn't Saruman. So in the movie, they made Saruman's character better in that sense, because they gave him that much more power to, you know, he's bringing the mountain down. You know what I mean? He's sending the birds, the 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 you know, the crow, the crows, Mm -hmm. and which I mean that was all part of their messengers for Saruman. But so Saruman's character did a lot better in the movie, but then. Um, and certain characters like Aragorn, they give him so much more backstory. But the things I didn't like they did with Aragorn, they made him seem like he was like the reluctant hero. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah, like, totally. oh, the men, you know, men are, you know, the, my like his bloodline. He was like disappointed by his bloodline. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't good enough because of his bloodline. I would have been fine with him keeping the shards the whole time like he had had in the book. You know what I mean? And then... But the, it it is a great scene in Return of the King, when uh, Rivendell, uh, Elrond, Elrond, yeah, Elrond shows up and it's like that super close up and he's like super intense, like, you know, like super intense close up scene and it's like a cool, you know, it's a cool scene. But at yeah. the same time, I would have liked for him to be proud of his lineage because that's very much in the book and it works it works better in the book, you know. That's what I was and surprised then, too. Yeah, and then Merry and Pippin come off like complete fools in the movie and in the book they have so they they do so much more in the books and when you guys you guys haven't listened to the return of the king audiobook yet but they do so much more i mean they do more than frodo i mean let's be honest i love frodo as a character but that guy all that guy does is like whine and get stabbed the whole way there and the whole <laughs> way back and they shouldn't even listen to they shouldn't you. take any you know because that's all he did was get stabbed the whole time, and poor, poor Samwise carried him the whole time, you know. So, but I mean, but then really, when we're talking about the Balrog, that whole scene with the Balrog, and and how they, because Frodo wasn't stabbed by a giant uh, troll, he was stabbed by a Captain Orc that was just regular man height. All that stuff, that action part where it like you know you go from a book to a movie, Peter Jackson did an awesome job. You know, when you're in Hobbiton, you feel like you're in Hobbiton. When you're in Moria, you feel like you're in this great, you're in this great mines. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, there there is literally, I have no like in the end, I have no faults between the movie and I have no faults with the book. The only two, and real quick, the only couple things I'll say, I I am actually more in love with the theatrical version because I've watched the hell out of the theatrical version before I saw the extended cuts. Some of the extended scenes are really good. Some of the extended scenes. They didn't. They didn't need to put in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the ones in the beginning, like they they add the Sackville Bagginses <clears throat> in the uh, extended scene, 
and then it makes the hobbits look like look like they're a bunch of dumbasses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no wonder these people are living in holes. You know what I mean? And then there's a, <laughs> but then there was that. Uh, what scene was it that really, really bothered me? And I can't think of it now. But I mean, I literally, I the, for me, out of all the extended movies, I like the other two extended movies better. But for me, the, the theatrical cut of the Fellowship is still probably the version I like most. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, uh, like you touched on as well, that uh, one major major difference is that they reforge the shards of Nars still right at the beginning when they leave the re- leave Rivendell for the. Um, and it's kind of just matter of fact, like we've just done it. Here you go, Aragorn. Here's the sword. <laughs> right. And he carries that all the way through. Whereas, obviously, the way they do it in 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 the trilogies, in the movie trilogies, to save it until Return of the King. Um, and it's, I think, it's you know, it it serves a purpose. It kind of, I think, Aragorn's at the point where he's kind of, you know, he's he wants to give up and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, there's this huge kind of like talisman of of you know good versus evil and um, I think that works well and obviously the other major difference is that they 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 move they bring Boromir, Boromir's death forward because he doesn't die um, until the beginning oh, yeah, of no, Two Towers um, but again it makes sense because it brings it gives the first movie um, a, a very dramatic end and that you suddenly you, you lose one of the one of the nine um, and it's like you know it's the first kind of Real tragedy. I suppose Gandalf's already gone. You think Gandalf's dead, and then Boromir's gone. Um, so I think that worked well as well. Because and that was only just a slight time shift between the movies. You know, between the books and the movies. But um, yeah, I, I I I love it, and um, I think the, the the changes. You know, from from my point of view, what they left out and, and, and what they moved about worked really well. Like Dang. one of the one of the things I liked about the how the movies handled it was um i guess the whole prologue scene where they yeah. they told the backgrounds of the the second age the the, the last alliance of men men and mm-hmm. uh, elves yeah yeah so That's i good. thought that was pretty well done putting in the beginning of the movie yeah. so real, real quick not, real quick not to cut you off there danny they actually do that in the book they skip that in the uh, audio version oh they do yeah but it's awesome how they do it in the movie though so go ahead yeah. i'm sorry Dude, i just that's, wanted that's to what, throw that up that prologue scene in the movie is pretty much the single scene that that hook, line, and sinker for me. Yeah, like, yeah. that is amazing. Oh yeah, like that's why I'm excited With, to see um, this, this Amazon show voiceover. Because I want to see like what leads up to that that point. Uh, there's also, um, I guess, the the books they give a little bit more background about Frodo's parents. I guess because they drowned. Like we didn't even know about that in the. Yeah, that's movies, kind of right? stuff I actually like that they kept out. That the oh really okay that they because they made it kind of like a like a they just passed away and I didn't know what happened to them in the movies. Right. So it was kind of cool. It was that's why I said that's one of those things that was cool watching the reading the book afterwards. Is you're finding out information, but I, I mean they didn't need to put that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was. I mean, like you said, book wise, it's cool to fi- find that stuff out and find out about how he had you know how he adopted Frodo and stuff like that. But speaking of Bombadil, like one of the things, one of the, I guess one of the few things I liked about his, his part of the book, like when he gives the, the hobbits their knives. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of explained how it works in Return of the King. Yeah. When the the movie spies. Yeah. Yeah, Like there were, they're magical knives that, that were used Mm. to, to attack the, 
I guess yeah, they weren't stall knives that Aragorn gave them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was one cool part that I was like, oh, okay, that totally explains what happened in the movie Return of the King with mm-hmm. with the uh, with the uh, was it Mary? Was that Pippin? It was Mary that uh, Mary. stabbed the. Uh, yeah, it was Mary. Yeah, Mary and the, uh, what's her name? Lake, yeah. Erwin. Erwin. And in the extended yeah, fellowship, I think. Um, Galadriel gives them the blades, but they never mention them being magic or like stronger, yeah. um, which they you know they could have done that to set up for Return of the King, in the movies a little bit better. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, in the Return of the King, in that part, they, it, it would have been cool because they show that um, Eowyn was in like the House of Healing with um, Faramir. It would have been cool to show her like, I mean, well, I guess, never mind. They did it in the extended version. I keep thinking theatrical cut. The extended version it shows that she had la- like it like she looked like she died, that was missing in the regular cut. But it was cool. I mean, because it was the same thing with uh, Mary. Mary was in the same situation with his- himself. But it was cool as hell in the Return of the King, watching the little hobbits run ahead of everybody. You know, when Aragorn yeah. gave his speech. You know, then they get overtaken. So, I okay, I have no <laughs> gripes with any of that. There was another thing. With, I guess like in the books. They were explaining, like, Frodo's... Like, I guess after Frodo got the ring and he got stabbed, like, his senses got sharper in the at the night, in the dark. Yeah, they no. didn't... Ex- yeah, they didn't, didn't ex- explain that in the movies, Explain right? that in the movies at all, that everything was set heightened. Like, in, and I, they could have added this in the Galadriel scene just a little bit, because in the book, it sh- she says, oh, you know, he's like, why don't I have power? She's like, well, you notice my ring... And then she tells she tells Sam, "You didn't notice my ring." Well, Sam didn't see it. Well, he can see, and t- he starts to see the other. You know, he starts to see the spiritual because there's a lot of like spiritual stuff, like Catholicism type stuff. And you see it when uh, Ar- Arwen shows up. Remember, Arwen's glowing. It's because yeah. she's part of the spiritual realm. Well, she's not, but Glorfindel. When Glorfindel shows up in the book, sh- he's shining because he's one of the great kings. He he exists in both realms. It's the same way. The Jesus girl. Yeah, when and when he puts the ring on and he can see <laughs> mm-hmm. the he can see all the Nazgul. Well, the Nazgul are in the spiritual realm. That's the only yeah. way he can see them. So I mean, it was cool how they did it in the movie. Like when he's in the spiritual realm, it's almost like, you know, it's like scary as shit, <laughs> you know. But in the in the in the in the books, when they put it on, they don't even know that they're invisible until they notice that people don't notice them. You know what I mean? And Tom Bombadil does that shit where he he, flips he doesn't the even ring become around. invisible. No, because he doesn't even be- because he's that powerful. He's, he's a fucking idiot, dude. I fucking hate. <laughs> he completely <laughs> doesn't need to exist. He has no purpose. Okay, he, like spoilers, breaks everything does, does about the universe. Up? Does he show up in in, in the rest of the books? Like in the, in the last the books? one. No, yeah, in the last one, Gandalf stays with him for a few one, years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Gandalf okay. says, "I'm going to go have a long talk with, you know, Tom Bombadil, <laughs> Tom one Bomb I haven't had in a lot of years." And I'm like, "Why would you waste your time, bro?" Yeah. Okay, another small nitpick. Is um, I guess in the books, all the elven swords seem to glow when orcs or goblins are around, and only in the movie it's only sting. Well, I think Peter Jackson, I think Alex mentioned this, oh, yeah. but he, he said that they look like lightsabers, so he didn't want them yeah. to all be glowing. Right, oh, that's true. You kind of lose, you kind of lose your effect a little bit when everybody's got it. All these, but I like when yeah, like, I guess like Aragorn Ar- 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 pulled out his knife and he was like, "Oh, it's a light glow, so that means they're far away, but they're cl- kind of oh. you know close." That's cool. And real quick, so, when we're talking about nitpicks, one thing too is my poor man Guai here. They they make it seem like he's just like, you know, like Gandalf talks Uber. to a moth, and then he just kind of listens. 
but in the in the book, Radagast, and it's the only time Radagast is in this movie. I well, in this book, I mean, I'm sorry. And he's like for two seconds. He tells Gandalf to go to Saruman. And then but he tells but then Gandalf tells um Radagast, tell all your friends, the birds, the you know, to to bring any information to uh Isengard. So in the movie they just make it seem like, oh, he saw a moth and then he called Gwaihir and then he got out of there. Well, at the time, Gwaihir was bringing the news to both Saruman and Gandalf because nobody knew he had turned at that point. I think they could have, you know what I mean? They could have, they could have gave the Eagles a little bit more, you know, because I think the Eagles are a cool, cool, mm-hmm. you know, cool yeah. figures in the movie. And they I, really I mean, don't I, do a lot with the Eagles, like explaining yeah. it. They just sort of show up. And we talk time. about, yeah, we talk about the Balrog. In the movie, the Balrog is way oversized, but it looks perfect. In the movie, the Eagles are almost undersized because. In the books, the eagles get almost 50 yards. Some of like the, the greater eagles, almost a 50-yard wingspan. So that's 150 feet. Wow. I mean, that is crazy big. I mean, I guess that doesn't work either. I mean... <laughs> One thing about the Balrog scene, it is so good in the book. Even if you just want to... Like, if you don't want to read the full audiobook, you just want to hear that one scene, it's its own chapter. I highly recommend it. It's fucking great. Because mm-hmm. Gandalf kind of encounters it in Moria... Like, and he doesn't really understand what it is, but he's like, holy shit, like, I've never been so exhausted. He's like, I need to sit yeah. down and take a break. And then it, like, comes around the corner, and he's like, fuck. Yeah, you look. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> it, 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 it just adds, like, a little bit of realism, because, you know, in the movies, he's, like, pretty OP. But to yeah. see him, like, I've never been so exhausted in my entire life, like, it kind of puts yeah. it into context how powerful the Balrog was for him. Yeah. Um, but in the movies, he kind of seemed like he was a, he knew it was there, and he was afraid. Yeah. To go there, yeah. but yeah, but it'd be I cool because in the in the book he he casts a spell, you know the beg- like a sp- like the strongest spell he can, and then the Balrog broke right through that spell. So he said the spell the counter spell had to have been you know crazy, and again the uh, Balrog is a Maya, Maya or however you pronounce Maya, it. Yeah. Same. So he's equal plane with um, Gandalf. Yeah. Now there's what five wizards and two of them go off east and you, the blue wizards you never hear of them again. And in, in, in the lore, there's only been, what, three to seven Balrogs or something like that? And is this supposed there to be five. the greatest? It's, it's some, in the I, first I, age? Yeah, I think they said, that, yeah, but I think people had, at, you know, there's three now, and then, it, you know, people have tried to count. That's why I said it's between three to seven or something like that. So, yeah. like, you're talking about these, these guys aren't a dime a dozen, you know what I mean? And you see Legolas shits himself in the <laughs> book. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? I, I forgot that part. Yeah, he's like, you know, and then they talk about, um, and even, uh, they, you know, the, the dwarves delve too deep, and in the book, that's, and that, okay, that's, this is another nitpick, I forgot, when they got the Lothorian, my poor guy Haldir looked like such an asshole, you know what I mean, when they showed up, because he's just like, oh, you guys brought bad, bad juju, you gotta Wait, go. Wait, is he the guy that blindfolds Gimli? He's like yeah, he's got to blindfold Gimli, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking yeah. dick, dude. Yeah, but it, but it, <laughs> But it, and then when they when they when they finally get to uh, Galadriel and Celeborn, Celeborn's just like, oh, if I would have known you brought that evil, like when he hears about the Balrog, he said I would have sent you guys away. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even had you guys come here. And then that's when you know Galadriel's like, oh, you know, they they were just trying to go home. You got to you know cut them a break kind of thing. So yeah. I mean that, but that goes to show like in the books it every you know. They're they're on the level of Sar Saruman except without the ring. 
I think what's great though, if if now you've once you've seen the movies and you go back and read the books, obviously you you picture you see the the actors from the films, and so it, Mm -hmm. it does give it. Whereas before you kind of you know you in a way it's good to have your own view of stuff but i think right. you you picture it in your head as those characters now and obviously yeah. what the barrel looks like and stuff so exactly. i think that's really cool yeah because i already had a like a visual from the movies yeah exactly <laughs> like a, so yeah you had iconic star, visual but, already, yeah um obviously i can't remember what it was how it was when i first read it but um yeah it's it's great to have that kind of um you know the a visual canvas to kind of um picture what's going on and the scale of it all that's the you know i think the films did that really well to give the scale of the of the, of the um different landscapes and, and um locations if you guys uh want to check out the audiobook that we recommend it's the phil dragish audiobook on uh spotify yeah i don't know where mark went he just got up and dude our host left he I put know, the yeah. ring on also, uh, speaking of, of uh, audiobooks, I want to recommend one, too. If you look up um, Blue Fox, The Hobbit um, audiobook, it's like the same thing where it has music and like voices and sound effects, but for The Hobbit. And um, it's based off the like the movie interpretation of the voices and whatnot. So I think it's really cool. And especially it goes well with my edit if you want to listen to the audiobook and then watch the movie. Um, and I just want to recommend that. He's also actually going to do an audiobook for um, some of the unfinished tales, like the Durns folk, um, mm-hmm. like... Uh, which is pretty cool because I don't think that's been done before. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex, let's skip this next segment so we can get into your um, audiobook. I have no idea where Mark went. Um, but uh, tell us uh, about this uh, this edit that you've done yeah. uh, of the Hobbit trilogy, and uh, we'll start discussing that. Yeah, yeah so basically uh, I took the three Hobbit movies and I combined it all into one. And I removed everything that wasn't in the book, and that's pretty much the quick rundown of it. But uh, I've worked on it for about two years, and I'm finally finished now this summer. Um, And yeah, not only did I want to make it more like the book, but also we all know that the Hobbit movies had some flaws, and not everyone enjoyed them. So I tried to make them a little bit better and fit better with Lord of the Rings so that you can watch um, all of them together. So uh, that's what I've finished here. And you can see on screen is the artwork that uh, was made. This is a really cool 3D render by my friend Eric. Um, on mm. screen, but yeah. So, can you tell us about the process? Like, obviously, oh, yeah. the editing process is one thing, but sort of how you begin the edit. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Basically, I was rereading the book, and I wanted to make a version of it. Uh, you know, for the movie. Sorry, I wanted to make a, a version of the movie that was like the book, and so mm-hmm. I just loaded it all into my editing software. There's a lot of technical stuff to get it set up, but I won't get into that. And so once I had it in my program, I actually pulled up the book online on the other side of my screen, and I just like read through it as I edited, and I did that for quite a while. Eventually, when I got through the whole edit, I went back and revised it and decided, you know, even though they skipped some of these things in the book, or there's, there's parts that aren't in the book, I have to include some of it to make sure that the story makes sense for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, for, for example, I think one of the things was like Gandalf uh, warning about the orcs in the book. He shows up like literally the last second to say orcs are coming, but in the movie he shows up the day before. And so I originally had cut um, him showing up the day before, but I realized, you know, it just doesn't really make sense unless I yeah. have more of that mm-hmm. context. So stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was super fun to edit, um, you know, like that reading while editing. And that was pretty much the process. So how do you, because um, I know some parts of your book, or of your uh, edit rather, they're kind of like moving small scenes around and then some are, mm-hmm. are fairly complex. How do you yeah. keep track of that? I mean, I know like with movies they do like storyboards, like 
how do you maintain that yeah. continuity? Do you just do it in a timeline or? Yeah, so it's just um, all in the timeline. Um, I, I mean, I take notes and I, the main thing I would say is just constantly rewatching to see like, you got to put yourself in the mind of an audience who's not seen anything, like pretend that this is the first of the Hobbit they're seeing and just rewatch test clips. Um, yeah, so I would do like test clips that are short just for transitions. And then I would do longer, like rewatch this whole section of the movie and pretending I don't know anything and see if it makes sense. So really that there wasn't too much like um, prepping other than just sort of editing as I went and then reviewing it. I would say that was the big thing reviewing it because I, I spent like a year revising this project uh -huh. after I spent the first year just straight up making it. Yeah. Um, I know you wanted to talk about some different scenes that you considered. Do you want to oh, kind sure. of broach that yeah, uh, so, topic? Yeah, um, so for those of you that have seen the edit, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about in reference to what was cut and what wasn't. But uh, And maybe some of you have seen the older versions of mm -hmm. my edit. Yep. Uh, I, I know yeah, I shared no, this no. on my uh, Discord, so if any of, you, any of you are watching, this will be interesting. But in my first version of the edit, I had originally put um, flashbacks throughout the Misty Mountain song to sort of like visually mm -hmm. show. Because you'll remember in the yeah. book, they go yeah. quite in depth explaining the full story, and I thought that that was necessary visually. But the technical quality wasn't the best. It sort of felt a little rushed. You know, the song was what like three verses or something, or something like that. So it was not too long yeah. um, to really show the full story visually. Yeah. And then I also didn't want to spoil the mystery of Erebor and Smaug. Like I want to keep that all just you know you're imagining it until we see it. So I actually yeah. ended up removing that. Um, and I think most people are pretty happy with that. And, and if you want the flashbacks, I do have a separate special feature on the, the disc version, which is pretty neat. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another big one, actually, that I was... Uh, it's not really something I was considering keeping, but sort of the opposite. I had originally cut out the final moments of Thorin and Azog because I wanted mm -hmm. to be like the book where they, they, you know, that he dies or he gets wounded off screen and we don't yeah. know until Bilbo wakes up but again that was one of those moments similar to with the the orcs showing up that it was kind of confusing to just um, see Thorin fighting then suddenly we skipped to Bilbo waking up and then Thorin's wounded so I had to re-include that it's um, funny you mentioned that yeah. uh, Alex because that's what I, was, I mentioned to the guys when I watched it that there's that obviously there's no other way you could have got around it but where all of a sudden yeah. um uh, Thorin's sword changes from the dwarven oh, yeah. one to Orcris because obviously you've cut the bit where Legolas comes back oh, yeah. and, and gives it to him and everything. But exactly. it just made me smile because I, I knew I knew there's no other way to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he, he threw it kind of like a, a Jedi throwing a lightsaber into yeah. the orc, and so it's just ridiculous. But yeah, it's always one of those one of those things that uh, you can't quite fix. Um, yeah, but, you know, you, you, you yeah, I, I prefer the alternative to, to keep yeah. it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's sort of I mean, it's like oh sorry. You could have left all really in party that you could have left a lot like if you're going by the book you could have left some of that even stuff out. Mm -hmm. That's why I said you did the best mm -hmm. job possible because in the yeah. book, Bilbo just gets knocked out. You know what yeah. I mean? And then he wakes up and it's over. So it was like that. Yeah. Maybe wise it works so much better the the way you cut it. And yeah, because yeah. just just so you guys know the original battle I, I checked it it was 55 minutes but in mine it's only 20. So I tried to keep it to have like a good flow and have some good action beats, but it's still massively shortened and. You know, it's not technically um, perfect in terms of the editing, but it's as best as I could get it. So I think you have all the important parts in there. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. This is we, a look we, at some of your your VFX role. We'll play this real quick. Is this the trailer? These are by Eric. I don't think. It, uh, wait, is it on screen? Oh, sorry. This is by Eric yeah. AC ninety four. Yeah, so he's from my Discord and he's uh, helped me out with some visual effects. 
If you want to talk through these, I'll lower the volume. Oh, sure. So you can... Yeah, so I, um, you can also pause it if you want if I'm going to mm -hmm. talk too long. Yeah. But you can see the wounds have been removed from Azog's face. And this is because in the original movies, um, they were much more Thorn-centric with him having a bunch of moments with Azog and focusing mm -hmm. on that plot. But in my edit, I wanted to remove that and have Azog just be a random orc in the end. So there's no duel with Azog. Mm -hmm. um, right before this scene, it was about the out of the frying pan scene. Um, so he wasn't wounded here, and so it would be kind of confusing to just um, see a bunch of gashes on his face. So it's been all removed here, which it, it looks beautiful. And he actually yeah. used deep fake um, technology to, to <clears throat> re-render his face without the wounds, and then he like um, put it over the original movie and sort of cropped it, and yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool because he looks like battle-worn a little bit, exactly. but without, yeah. you know... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, because right, you don't need like, to make his face. And he fall on his clean, face, yeah. But exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it with this uh, this VFX. But we can move on to the next one. I think. Uh, Where's that? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else got the power of the buttons? Uh, I don't. Psst, Zach. Not on this thing. No, he's running. He'll be back any second. Machine. Yeah. Um, uh, there was one thing goes. I wanted to talk about. I forgot. Oh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> My wife came up and was telling me something. So yeah, these are more more of the shots just uh, fixed. So this is a, a big one um, in the edit, but this is a small change. Uh, I <laughs> removed the entire barrel sequence with the, or sorry, I removed the battle during the barrel sequence, which yeah, is a huge move. chunk removed. Um, but then just a small little fix up at the very end, you could see some arrows on the barrels mm -hmm. and trying to aim for perfection. So just crop oh, wow, those yeah. out. Nice, big time. And there's even one in the background there. One funny thing is you'll notice Keely is like was being patched up in one of the shots, and that's never explained in my edit. You only see it for like two seconds, yeah. um, but you can just pretend he, he scraped his leg. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and right here, this is an awesome one. Removing the, the, the melted gold one, from uh, Smaug himself. Wow. Now, time-wise, oh, yeah. how long how long does this take? How long how long does it take to do all that? Yeah. Is so that I, uh, this was all done by Eric, so I don't know the exact answer, but I do know how he did it for this one. He actually took each frame out and put it into Photoshop and manually adjusted it. And I'm sure he used like maybe adjustment layers, so like stuff wow. that he could and like cropped it so that as he went, he could save some progress. It wasn't like each each frame was 100% done from scratch. But I do know that it was a very long process. Uh, and, the, and the cool thing is, and you know, we had to make compromises rather than having the whole long shot of Smog flying out, we made it more of a jump cut. If you remember watching it, it shows him for like half a second or like yeah. maybe a second, and then it cuts away to the dwarves yeah. hearing the sound crashing of mm -hmm. the gate and so that's a way to just cover up um having to you know do hundreds of frames of him flying yeah because that would be too much and actually it's pretty cool because that scene of the dwarves hearing the crash was actually originally from when smog was breaking a pillar inside and so now i just changed the context that they're hearing the crash of the gate and that's what you know is worrying them about the dragon and i think that it just works perfect i like that yeah. much better though yeah because yeah, when you yeah, think about it yeah. a pillar versus the whole gate crashing down i think this one it's more impactful. This oh, was yeah, my this favorite. This one was awesome, yeah. I was I was completely shocked oh, by this. Wow. This was the first one he actually did for me, I think. Actually, no, the Thorin one was the first one. And this was the second one. Um, but yeah, I mean, just no words. Wow. Did you see it yourself? The, yeah. This, the kid was It's a removed. super tiny little part of this whole scene, but... It makes it so much better. Right, because it's yeah, funny. In, in the original version, um, I just I wasn't able to use these shots because the kid was in it. So Bard actually released his arrow off screen, which is quite unfortunate. It was sort of similar to um, you know the, the the sword, the elf sword. That I'd rather have it, the story go this way, even if the technical quality isn't perfect. But you know what? With this uh, effect, I was able to make it perfect. So it's super seamless too. Yeah, like it's 
Because I remember in the original cut, like he's talking to the kid, like stand still, oh, yeah, like yeah. don't worry, like yeah. like it's yeah. fucking. It gets clean, really dude. messy in the, in the timeline, but it all works out in the end. Hopefully, dude, that's one of my favorite edits. Yeah, and there's the other follow up shot. Yeah. Oh, so oh my gosh, dude, that's so much better. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's just I, I like Bard being the hero himself. You know, the, the kid was just forced yeah. into the plot. It didn't really contribute yeah. much. Yeah, it doesn't really. It didn't really add any weight. And it, it was a little corny, I think, but that's just me. This edit is ridiculous. Yeah, so this one was insane. I, um, I think yeah. this was probably the hardest one he did. And you, you know, if you if you know what you're looking for, you might be able to notice the background move a little bit when you watch it. But it's just, it's so crazy wow. how in depth he went to. You saw that all the layers sh like showing up. This probably took him yeah. several days and hours and hours each day. So it's just awesome. And oh, I didn't even explain what this was, but we're removing Dwalin and some of the orc bodies from behind because the shot of Bilbo looking at the orcs is from early in the movie or whatever, a certain moment. And then the part of him getting knocked out is from later once Dwalin is here fighting orcs. So mm -hmm. they've been sort of spliced together and that's why right. the continuity wasn't perfect. But with this edit, um, you know, it's much it better. It follows the book, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, you can see Dwalin on the right side, but then... <clears throat> And, th and this was just uh, removal of Radagast because he's not in my edit at all. Oh so my just God, kind yeah. of random mm -hmm. to just show him there. And um, those are all the ones in the in the teaser, I believe. Yeah, there were a couple yeah, more, but none of them were. They were all had to do with the same stuff. Like there was one more where Bard's kid's head had to be cropped out, but like very minor stuff. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, it's no offense, that. no offense to Radagast, but him being removed from that is probably one of the most yeah. underrated things in the world. <laughs> like the. That was I the one. That was the one scene when I first. I'm like, is that guy got bird shit? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It was ridiculous. That was like, because when I when I would originally when they had shown that first scene when they showed like a teaser for the Hobbit and they showed all the dwarves, I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, this thing's this is this is so cartoon. And there are a couple scenes like when uh, yeah. wait, a couple of the like the fight scenes when it's just like random like headbutting. Mm -hmm. you know armored yeah. oh yeah I, know, I could go on for days talking about all those there's moments where like they hit orcs behind them without even looking dodging an, yeah. an arrow with a sword yeah, stuff like that's that. my favorite bit about it just cutting out hours and hours of pointless cgi that yeah. barrel like, yeah that barrel scene yeah and the one where they escape from the goblins and then oh, yeah. they're in the they're tumbling and then this bridge is falling and then oh how did they not die and then you know exactly. but your one is just kind of like you just see him running and then yeah and then they're out they're gone the, the goblin escape was originally four minutes and my edit is just one and there's yeah. some argument to be had that you could just remove it all and have them run yeah, out yeah. but i mean you want yeah. that, no, that, I you have well. a little bit of fun um with yeah. the action and the soundtrack yeah. you don't want to just skip it all all the way but that's just my thought yeah so um being that we've all seen it was there anything that was left out that you wish was added back in that wasn't cut? Well, I guess we'll start with Mark. But no, I actually, I mean, because I've started, because Zach sent this to me, I've actually started watching a couple different Hobbit cuts because I was like, oh, is there any way to watch just like one film? And I've I had to stop watching a bunch of them. So, no, I have literally mm -hmm. have no issue with this one. But I also, I enjoy the three movies alone. But I like when I sit down and I'm like, okay, let me pop a movie. And the last thing I'm going to do is like, okay, let me do the trilogy, you know, because there are so many scenes you feel like you have to skip past that where you're just you're going to lose interest or you're just going to like, you know what I mean? I like to be entertained the whole time, and like certain things because I know a lot of times when because when Zach told me about this, some people when they edited it out, 
they edited out like the whole like Gandalf fighting with the goblins scene. And I'm like, listen, yeah. he kills the goblin. That's mm-hmm. a legit story. Like people are like, oh, he's he's swinging a bow or whatever. You know, you know, he's swinging a stick and a staff. I'm like, no, I actually like that. That's the stuff that doesn't bother me. The yeah. stuff that bothers me is them dancing around on freaking barrels and hopping around like they're like you know like weight doesn't mean you know gravity doesn't yeah, mean the anything. Physics. And you the know, whole thing that's crap as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, like just, you know. Yeah. And I didn't mind like some of like like the, the okay, this is Alex's cut's perfect. As far as the movies, like the things like you know, mm-hmm. the weird sexual tension between Galadriel and uh Oh, yeah. You know, Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, are these two? The I'm like, I'm like, this lady's married. I'm like, she. Are these two gonna do it? And then I'm like, and then you she have G- the staff. Then like in the and then Gimli's all like up on her. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, is this guy like? Are they have like some kind of weird like Jada, you know, Jada and Will kind of thing going on? Wow. You know. So yeah. I mean that part like, I really I I still enjoy the the, the three movies alone, but there's scenes where it's like complete eye roll. You know what I mean? When, um, I don't think I could ever watch the originals again. What's, what's uh, Thorin's? Well, that's what I said. Once I watched this, now I I literally went and watched the trilogy after I saw the cut. So Stop now it's funny. Now that you, I'm sorry. Now that you said that, Pete, <laughs> it's like I I don't imagine like if I'm gonna pop something in, I'm gonna pop this edit in. You just watch you know them for I mean? one last time, just for nostalgia, yeah, and then yeah. it's like this is how you're gonna watch. Um, them. Yeah, it is interesting to see the originals. If again, if you haven't seen them for a while, to compare yeah. to my edit. I mean, obviously that's eight but, hours. Um, but still, it, it, you know, to see what's, the difference. What's, what's Thorin's cousin's name? Dane? Is it Dane, right? Yeah, Dane. 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 Yeah. When he shows up, foot. I'm just like, this guy is a cartoon character. Like He's fucking the, awesome. Yeah, he's I cool. Yeah, but it, it does. CGI Billy Connor. It's yeah. too much. I'm like, okay, so these goblins don't do anything. You know what I mean? And I was fine with them leaving out, like, you know, in the, in the, in the books, there's like a little bit more about the wolves and why, mm-hmm. you know, why the five yeah. armies come together. But I literally have no problem with the. I love this. I love this cut, and I'm glad Alex did it. You know, I, was and I can't ask you wait a question, to get the copy. Question, Alex. The sure. bit uh, where the I think just just not too long before the interval with the um, the intermission with the yeah. um, the wolves in the trees mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I can't exactly remember how it's played out in the books. I've not read The Hobbit for a yeah. while, but is the intention that the orcs aren't there at all? And it's no, just the- so I can, I'll just give a full rundown on it. Um, basically, yeah. so yeah, in the books, or sorry, in the book, what happened was that, um, from what I remember, the goblins wanted to chase them, but they couldn't go out, so they sent the wolves after them yeah. to just get revenge for killling the goblin king. And mm-hmm. then, the, the, while they climbed up the trees, the wolves couldn't get them, so the orcs were coming, or sorry, the goblins. That's what happened there. Um, in the original movies, then, they added a bunch of orcs, and they added Azog yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah. the wolves, which, was, to me, wasn't the end of the world. It was mainly Azog. So, in my edit, yeah. the orcs are still meant to be there um, for a couple reasons. Number one... Uh, at the start of part two, they call it an orc pack, and we see Bilbo looking off in the distance. At the yep. very start of part two, he sees some orcs. So I really just kind of gave up with the idea of only having wolves. I mean, that was my original intent. So now I mean, yeah, that's a interesting because I saw, there. yeah, because yeah. I saw a couple of shots just of, of the orcs, and I was kind of thinking, yeah. was that intentional or? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that makes sense. So that's, that's good. That's yeah, good. and it's it's unfortunate that you can't really explain why there are orcs there. Um, it's just they, they sort of are, you know, and yeah. the, the best I could do is if you remember at the start of part one, there's a scene where they hear orcs. Um, it's in my latest version. Um, it's the scene that originally had the Moria flashback, but I've removed flashback. So it's just Bilbo is curious. Well, what are those sounds? And oh, that's an mm. orc pack. That's so it's it. planted in the audience's um, head. Yeah. That, you know, they're orc packs. So then they finally show up at the end. But, you know, it's as best as you can do with. The, the yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 What about you, Danny? 
Oh, I think he's muted. You're on mute, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I liked it, man. It was like, I guess everything that needed to be cut out is perfect. Like, we didn't need, like, like Mark said, the Galadriel, like, Gandalf, you know, crushing on Galadriel, <laughs> the, the Tario and Keeley. Oh, no. Yeah. That stuff was, I mean, like, Tario and just completely gone is perfect. And then uh, the kids yeah. also... Like yeah, I mean, if, if you want a version of the book um, on screens, that's pretty much what mine is. And I, I remember we talked a little bit about it. There were some scenes I think you missed, Danny, which I totally. Oh did. yeah. Yeah, and like, so, like I, I, yeah, I never yeah. read the books. Like I guess exactly. visually, I guess there's. Yeah, I mean, two there was some cool stuff that wasn't in the book that I, yeah. I could see, but um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The like the I guess in the beginning of the original cuts. They had the uh, you like you saw a little bit of the backstory of the mm-hmm. the dwarves. Yeah. So yeah. I would have liked to see that in Erebor. Exactly. Yeah, because th- those are really great flashbacks. I agree, and and like I said earlier, I, I did include yeah. them on the special features. You have to download the Blu-ray version, which is a pretty big file. But um, I do love the flashbacks. It's just in terms of you know being like the book. It's one of those things that yeah. um, it didn't quite fit for yeah. uh, a couple of reasons. The other scene, I think, just selfishly visual. Like, I thought the. Um, yeah, when the, the ring race came and they were fighting Elrond and Saruman and Galadriel um, came. Yeah. Like, that was a cool scene. And, and they yeah, touched it was, it was definitely it a cool the, action scene. Um, but yeah, just uh, I didn't think it quite fit just yeah. with like, the, the, the CGI magic and stuff. It just wasn't like the spirit of the book. But again, mm-hmm. if you haven't read the book, I'm sorry, if you haven't read the book, then I can understand why. But you I liked how it was referenced yeah. in Fellowship when oh, I was yeah. listening to the audiobook. Like how Gandalf, you know, yeah, first encountered the necromancer. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and actually one more thing with that. Yeah, I think part of the reason I really fully committed to removing Dol Guldur was I felt that Fellowship of the Ring does a great job of setting up Sauron on its own. So if you watch all yeah. four, it's like yeah. you don't really need the Dol Guldur. Like, sure, you know, maybe if you love Middle-earth, you want to see more Middle-earth. I get that. But, like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's essential. To it's just explain. eye candy. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that would be cool to see. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I totally. I love your cut. Thank you. Yeah, I think the only two or things edit. I would have changed. I already talked to you about one of them, the mm-hmm. plate scene. I wish you did the whole oh, plate yeah. scene because this is like my favorite. Because it's part in of the, the book too. Yeah, yeah. I-, I can explain it just quickly, but he means in the originals there was like a, I think it was a little bit longer. There was another stanza yeah. in the song, but I cut that out because in mine I thought some of the CGI plate tricks were just a little too ridiculous. So I wanted part. to remove them for like the tonal reasons. But then yeah. that meant, unfortunately, I had to cut some of the song, um, which, you know, I love the song, but just the visuals didn't quite match um, what I was yeah. going for. I would have kept that in if that was me. And the only other thing I didn't like, and I know why you did it, and I get why you did it, but I, I feel like, in a way, maybe it could still work, because it is, like, in a prequel. Like, you're not... Like, no one's mm-hmm. ever going to watch just this movie and yeah. then never watch The Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. I think... I think in the scene where Smog confronts Bilbo and he like kind of like brushes next to him and he says like you have something on you that's precious and it flashes to the Sauron eye. Personally, I would have kept that and I totally understand why you took mm-hmm. it out, but you replaced it with the close up of Smog's yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. I don't love that. Mhm. Yeah. But I, I, I totally I think, understand that. Yeah. I think because you see that eye, I believe pretty quickly into fellowship like within the first hour if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think that would have been for me. I would have kept it, but it's not in the book. 
we've talked about it on our show on CW, but mm-hmm. it's like the book was errated to add like more weight to the necromancer and more weight to the ring. Yeah. But for me personally, that's really the only edit that I kind of missed from the original because it's like it just it would be like a like a quick thing like boom and then it kind of you kind of have it's the like visual going into you know? yeah exactly going mm-hmm. into fellowship so mm-hmm. you know i can imagine like i mean there's movies that drop little hints and then the hints yeah. are answered in the, yeah, the next movie for me that's the only thing i think could have been mm-hmm. better other than that it's great i mean cutting out i think it's over 50 percent. oh yeah of, it's of like 51 uh, yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. With with the Sar and I, I just yeah, I wanted it to be sort of self. I mean, I know you already know why, but just for the viewers, I wanted it to be a little bit like more self-contained, so that you don't see like mm-hmm. a random Sar and I when we don't know Sar and is. But then in Fellowship, we do. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. can see you know if you're watching all four in a row, then you know the reference wouldn't be as out of place because it would be setting up then later what you would see in Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really my only. Small yeah, and, I mean, if that's your complaint, then that's amazing because hey, that's like a super minor thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you guys have been super nice, and like, if anybody disagrees with my edits, that's perfectly fine. Because um, right. at the end of the day, I, <laughs> I made this project really just for me, just for, and then I decided, you know what, I'll share it, and it turned out a lot of people like it. So um, that's just amazing. Yeah, I think it's great. I watched it with uh, my my ten year old son, as uh, and I, I couldn't have imagined sort of sitting through the eight hours of the of the originals yeah um to sit this down and we we watched it in two you know it's good to get the uh the intermission there so we watched Mm -hmm. it in two parts and yeah he really enjoyed it and i think having loved the the lord of the rings trilogy when they announced the hobbit i think originally it was meant to be two movies yeah and then the studio pushed for three and i was thinking this is going to be awful because it's a thin book and you know, so to bring it back down to basically the length of one of the Lord of the Rings movies makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, oh yeah, a little bit about the runtime, just so everyone knows. The yeah, so the extended editions of Lord of the Rings were what I was aiming for for runtime. So like between three point five to four hours. Yeah. Uh, mine's a little bit longer. I think like a couple minutes than Return just of the King, four, which is yeah. like so that is unfortunate. I really would have liked to be shorter than Return of the King, but in terms of um, the Hobbit being one contained story, it has a lot more plot threads and um, events to yeah. go over. Whereas Return of the King had already the, the first and second movies. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that, so it had a lot to go over to get that, um, you know, the whole movie across. So I understand the, the long, long run time um, was needed. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, Mark, you were gone, so we kind of moved the show sheet around, but let's go through some of the uh, listener questions for our giveaway, and then we'll have you do the drawings. So uh, we'll start with the question from uh, Brenton. Do you want to go and read that and give your answer? <clears throat> yeah, uh, from from Brenton, he said, could you give more in-depth or insight into the ending of The Return of the King? Specifically, what was the significance of both Frodo and Bilbo joining the elves and Gandalf on the boat. Now, a lot of people think that um, Bilbo was on the boat just because he was Bilbo the Renowned, because of what he did in The Hobbit. But actually, Arwen gave up her spot to Bilbo because she chose to remain in uh, Middle-earth with Aragorn. So, uh, and then um, Gandalf was able to go because he was in Astari. You know, he was the Maya, so he, he was only... Gandalf went to Middle Earth. He doesn't belong in Middle Earth. He went to Middle Earth to uh, fight Sauron. So when Sauron was defeated, he left. So that's why I said a lot of people think, oh, it's just, you know, Bilbo's his good friend of the elves. So then he went. But it wasn't. It was because she gave up her spot. And a lot of people think, why didn't Arwen just go there? Arwen just go there once Aragorn died? Well, she couldn't have. She gave up her spot. And it's hard to get out. It's hard to go west. 
you know, because that was how um, the Dunedain, the uh, what's what was the, what was the island? The Numenorians. The mm-hmm. Numenorians. Their whole, and I, I would love a story on this: how the Numenor, how Numenor sank into the ocean and they were destroyed because they wanted that that western you know that they already you know Numenor was this great culture long lived everything they wanted that immortality you know it's that uh syph- what's that a syphilis not syphilis <laughs> uh, the, the guy's roll the guy rolling the stone up the hill you know what i mean you get so close and he just he just he just went too far um yeah you know what i mean so so that's pretty much so anytime people say uh why you know why didn't r1 just go you know, or why did you know who 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 gets chosen and who doesn't? That's why. But didn't later- Bilbo also have a leg up because he was a ring bearer? Like just because it was an empty spot, I mean, they would have yeah, picked anyone. But, th- but and that's what I would have thought too. But it's not R one. I mean, when you're watching, when you're reading the books, that's what you think. But in like uh, when you're reading the uh, Untold Tales and stuff like that, they explain that R one gave up her spot on the boat to Bilbo. Because because of what he you know because well, of what specifically he specifically to Bilbo though right to to Bilbo because of what Bilbo did and that's another if we were going to talk about the Hobbit the only critique I have on the fourteen hours they put so much in the movie they put little so little into how much Bilbo gave up to, to the to to give the Arkenstone to the elves and to uh, Bard you know what I mean he yeah. literally like he could have returned they could have killed him you know what I mean. You know, it plays as like a child thing, but you think about it, you're like, dude, you double cross Thorin, and Thorin is like, you know, this guy, he, he, Thorin's like one of those people that tells very dry jokes. You know, you don't know how to read the dude. You know what I mean? The douche. He's a complete douche. <laughs> <laughs> but still, but still, somehow at the very end, when he's when he's giving it up to Bilbo, he realizes like, dude, you know, this, you know, you fucking saved our ass so many times. You know. Yeah. So, um, in regards to Frodo, also, it's just because he was very ill from the effects of being stabbed by the Morgul blade. And then also, I believe it's from uh, Shelob as well. The poison was still affecting him from Shelob. Oh, wow. And that's why he went to the West. So if he was just a ring bearer itself, like without the wounds, he might have not gotten a spot. It's like what you're saying. Bilbo. I think he still got a spot because if I remember correctly, uh, much later when Sam's, uh, wife passes away he gets to oh, go yeah, to true. the west as well because hmm. he was a ring well, and that's the thing they call no, they he call was a frodo bear now, yeah, he yeah, was, yeah that's yeah. what i say he is a frodo bear dude he carried that son he carried i'm i'm very much a samwise you know i do a lot of stuff that doesn't get credit and i cry a lot for a man and that's but but damn sam is the wow. real hero i'm just gonna tell you that but um uh what was i gonna say with um wait, wait, i got one thing though Fro- but then doesn't god damn it danny Lego, Legolas gives uh, Gimli a spot. So how come Gimli gets a spot? Because of what? Because of he was what in the he fellowship, did. Baby. Because he was part of the fellowship. He gave oh, okay. him his ass. Sounds like Bilbo got shafted. Really? Yeah. He had to. He right. had to have someone. He had to get someone spot. else. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. hey, he can, like a, can he we scoot a little bit? Can we scoot a little bit? Dude, but it was just an alternate. <laughs> but if you think about, if you think about Middle Earth, that's why I said Bilbo was such an underrated Stand hero. Standby seating. But uh, he didn't. I mean, literally. They, <laughs> They, but they. I mean, the fellowship defeated Sauron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And re- really, Frodo, all he did was take the ring there, and then Gollum just he. There was no railing, so he fell. Frodo did jack, jack crap. 
Uh, Danny had a question as well. Danny, I'll let you ask it. Wait, what was my question? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Can, can anyone like, with a boat yeah, sail to, to the, the west? west? Like, what, what's stopping people from, Force field. I guess, reaching Valinor? Or Arda? That, that Arda. Yeah, that was that same thing. That I'm sorry, I kind of like doubled them in together. But that was because that Numenor was that big thing. Numenor, the whole island. I think island, Numenor sank. I don't know. Alex, do you know? Um, I can't remember it. Yeah. They yeah. talk about the fall of Numenor, like it literally was destroyed and like, yeah, when it fell into the sea. Mm-hmm. So it's so like it's something mystical or magical that's preventing. Well, I thought I yeah. thought the west was more like a dimension. It's not like literally going west like 300 miles. Like the, if I remember correctly, there was only so many boats and so many people that knew how to get there. It's like one of, it's, knew the I, process to get there. Yeah, it's one of those mystical things that it it doesn't quite explain it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Numen- Numenor was destroyed because the king tried to sail out west. And tried to, you know, tap into that, and it, he was completely destroyed. So, and they too, when they have the fellowship, because Zach was talking about in the book, they talk about the fellowship. Like, what about taking the ring out west? You know what I mean? Like, taking the ring out there to keep it from Sauron. And they said, no, this this ring belongs to Middle Earth. That's why I said I think they. I think <laughs> the elves they, are like, fuck that. Yeah, I think they see the. I think they see the west as like a different. It's like it's you know it's like a heaven or whatever. It's a different plane it's a different yeah. like multiverse yeah. or whatever yeah. it's yeah. not not so it's like asgard for like yeah the, the, mm-hmm. i mean the norse yeah. mythology okay. middle earth you got to think about it like it's two separate planets you know what i mean yeah middle earth that is makes its sense. own earth but it's one of those i mean it's a really cool concept but and we lost uh thank you zach again nice. <laughs> i'll go ahead and read the next question sorry uh ricardo valtez he says smeag was a hobbit correct was it discussed in the first three movies? I haven't seen the Hobbit movies in a good while. Now, they don't ever explain whether he is Hobbit or not. But in the yeah, story that when Gandalf's talking to Frodo about, you know, about Gandalf, he said, what did I write here? He says, in the book, Gandalf tells Frodo that Gollum was like a Hobbit because of the similarities, answering riddles and things of that sort. And then also, um, whatchamacallit? And they both they both knew the same riddle, so he's he's uh he's hobbit like but not a hobbit. So that's why I said I don't know. You know, and then they, and when they talk about like they talk to when Glor uh Gildor and Glorian's talking to Frodo, he says, you know, people have um people have uh you know, before hobbits that say it there were these people and then after hobbits there'll be some you know what I mean? So they're so they're hobbit like, you know. He, he was like from a people before there were normal hobbits. So yeah, like, exactly. He, yeah, and evolved pre-hobbit, pre-hobbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hobbits evolved from people like that. So they had the big feet. They were they were half length size, you know. I've yeah. heard that they were like a little bit more manly, like so they could grow beards, but they were still yeah like hobbits, like yeah. the group that he was from, um, that they think. So yeah. <clears throat> from Matt Bush, he says, "Where exactly was Gondor when the Westfold fell?" <laughs> So, uh, and this, this is like one of those really cool things if you um, uh, read some of the untold tales and stuff like that, because it, it's, it's completely a movie quote. And obviously, um, Gondor was losing, um, what's the city, what's the city that was along the water that was the passage right next to the white? Osgiliath. Osgiliath. That's when they lost Osgiliath at the same time. So Gondor was like, you know, up, up to their eyeballs in trouble anyway. But part of the weight of the... Uh, why he's i kind of like i think this is cool when you're reading the books i mean reading the untold tales because it talks about his son dying his son dying defending the westfold you know what i know 
you know what i mean and um that that was like part of the treachery of saruman they when the westfold fell they literally what was his son's name i'm trying to think Thaedrid. Uh, Thaedrid. they literally were they saruman wasn't attacking the other um rohan he was literally focusing on Theodred because he knew once he defeated Theodred, it would be easier to once he you know he's already poisoned the mind mm-hmm. of the king that he would be able to take Rohan over right away. So there's it just adds that just that little bit much to that quote. And it you know what a victim, and we'll get to that when we discuss the two towers book to movie. The one character that gets the most disrespected from book to movie is uh, King Theoden. You know what I mean? They make... Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it, but the Two Towers, they make Theoden seem like he doesn't want to fight, you know, yeah. and that he's just like this, like, how the hell are you listen to that, the scream of Wormtongue? Which, again, this that Wormtongue is the, the biggest... When you talk about the biggest douchebags in all of literature, it's like that dude, they, he should have been killed a long time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, his, death was, his death was the most satisfying death in all of literature for me. Yeah. Uh, Dean the Dream says, "Why can't Arwen leave for the shores later on in life?" Um, I accidentally answered that question earlier. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay, I thought you did, yeah. but I wanted to make yeah. sure you got the credit for the giveaway. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, we got one more question from Garfield. He says, "How much better is the theatrical cut to the regular? Or I guess he means the extended cut to the regular yeah. one." I watched the regular trilogy and it was okay. I love Lord of the Rings. Just thought the films were a little bit of a letdown. I probably have a very unpopular opinion. Yeah, and he had also written about. Um, he had asked, uh, "What was it? What was your favorite um, soundtrack?" So we'll kind of get into that a little mm-hmm. bit. But yeah, I I don't know if it's that. But that was why I kind of also asked Pete about. You read the books, and I've I've seen some people that actually hated the movies, which to me really? like absolutely blows. My, not hated the movies, but they mm-hmm. were just like they were disappointed because I mean I knew that was a problem with Tolkien's son or was it his grandson and it literally they were like when this movie came out they were on they were they they completely weren't on talking terms and stuff like that but i'm like listen and i don't know if it's because i literally think it was because peter jackson started getting credit for the lord of the rings is why Mm. because i mean i mean what a beautiful world that was built here and obviously tolkien built the world but man as no, like, I, 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't understand why anybody would hate this movie, but I, I, I don't even understand the disappointment. I just that is an unpopular opinion because I, I, I was trying to think about an answer for this question. I have none because. No, I, I, know, I, I think I, I think, love I think these most the casting is pretty much perfect. Um, you know the visualization of it and everything. I, I know some of the visual effects um might look a little bit ropey now um but you know that was that's but i can't see how he could have done you know, in my view how he could have done it better yeah i mean for me like if you separate the book and just think about it even as its own trilogy like they're just masterpieces of movies and yeah. i don't like obviously if you're a huge tolkien fan i can understand the disappointment but for me the the level of accuracy they did reach especially with fellowship like you start to appreciate the way they adapted it in mm-hmm. you know the two separate versions of the story and obviously the tolkien one is is the main one but you know the yeah. movies are great yeah cuz i mean i don't know i don't know how you could adapt what could I, what could you have done better you know what i mean you can nitpick like a tiny bit here a tiny bit there maybe you know if you're doing it but i mean as far as an overall story and these movies came out the same time as the prequel trilogy star wars now prequel trilogy star yeah. wars that's ilm 
That was like the top notch, top notch, top notch. You compare these movies next to each other, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, what holds up holds better, up yeah. better. And that's yeah. when you know what I mean. You, these a lot of people don't realize. I think John John didn't watch the movie until a couple weeks ago. He didn't mm-hmm. know these were twenty year old movies. He thought yeah. these movies were from like four mm-hmm. or five years ago. So right, they right, definitely still hold up. All right, He's so Mark, let's do. God damn it, Danny! Go Jesus <laughs> Christ. Dude, I'm, oh. a, I'm on the panel, bro. I can't. You said yeah, you ahead. wanted you you asked, and I quote, you said, "Can I be in the thing?" And I said, "Yes." And you're like, well, "I was just look at that." Now we broke yeah. the website. I think it's like just jumping interesting for the. Dude, I have one coming from you, dude. I have a special edition coming from you, right? You're fucking making me coming right now. Wow. All right, so we'll do we'll do last one standing. I'm sorry. We're saying Pete. I was gonna say for the sorry for the four yeah for the giveaway. Yeah, I'll. I'll go afterwards. Go for the giveaway. Oh, okay. So this is for uh, Voodoo uh, Code. It can, I think it works like on iTunes and everything else. It's the 4K theatrical and 4K extended cuts. So we'll do Last Man Standing. Oh, can I thought hitting the space bar would do that. Sorry. Come on, big money. Oh god damn it! Hang on, dude. This uh, thing is rigged. Dis- okay, I have to. Re- I have to remove. <laughs> okay, so so it was Dean and and Garfield, right? Okay, we'll just do it again. Jesus, obviously not very professional today. Dude, put my name back if he'll fix it. <laughs> I blame Danny. I think when I refresh the page, it like changed some of the options. Oh shit! It's between Garfield and Dean. Uh gonna be Dean. Oh, oh Garfield, Garfield wins. Congratulations, Garfield. Congratulations. Hit us up. You have until the next episode airs to claim your prize. The, the guy who didn't like the movie. Right? He's like, fuck it. I don't want to redeem that shit. <laughs> He's like, oh, 4K? I love it now. Yeah. Uh, Pete, let's say thank you to the Patreonies, please. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very full slide these days. Um, yeah. <coughs> Shout out to Sean Fear. Ian CB, Rene Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, Leo Hernandez, King Louis, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, James Colley, Joao Breda, Equan, Chris Valenserina, Dan Lee, Danny Lee, hey Danny, Dini Martin, Stephen Krep, Big Fern, King Zach, Caesar Marroquin, Mike Cruz, Lisa Martin Bermonski, Rick de Gregorio, Alvin Jules, uh, John the Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ. Bowler Boy, Jimmy James, Mario Cortez, Stephen Percher, Sean Yartsey, Scott Bradley, Stephen Maria Stanley, Jesse Contreras, Eddie Manzanares, Joe Corpus, Louis Bennett, Kevin Vagar, and Chip Perrin. Thank you all very much. Bunch of angels. Yeah. Uh, this are the September stickers. We got the So Many Bees sticker and the Watto's Magnet. Those are going to be shipped probably about September 20th. Uh, we have three tiers. The Sweet Angel $5 tier. You get stickers sent straight to your door and access to Ox After Dark Rewind. The Certified Crispy uh, $15 tier for the certificate and the stickers. And the What A Guy tier is the doubles of everything we send and the 18 by 24 signed poster. Uh, so those are the three tiers we have for Patreon. Uh, we also have Tee Public. if you guys want to buy some shirts. Uh, we do have the Ringcast design up there and a bunch of other cool shirts. And uh, maybe we'll get hey. even more cool yeah, shirts. Look at shirt. that, Mark rocking the yeah. shirt. Very cool. Uh, as far as the network goes, we have Small Talk, CW Live, OFAC, Live and Let Dice, In and Outs of Collecting, Collecting the Clips, 
Collecting Weekly Live Unboxing, After Dark, and Ox Plays. We're also on Facebook at Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. Uh, Mark, do you have any shout-outs you want to give before we cut this one off? I want to give a, a shout-out to uh, Alex, obviously, for being here. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's been a and pleasure. I think, thank Thanks you for that cut. It's, it's amazing. The, the thing about the internet is it like drags you down but then mm-hmm. you you know you find people like Alex who, who you know you find this artwork labor of love that needs to be shared and it I mean I love the edit I love that we were able to talk thank about it thank you so it. much yeah. yeah and then I'd also like to thank Zach who I mean this went a lot smoother I still have so much work I need to do on how and I live just, baby I mean, yeah great, and how and just how I talk and just I have no idea technology wise because Zach's always like oh you go here you go here and I'm just I'm like a newborn baby, man. I'm, I just like, I don't know what I'm doing. So he's really, really helped me out. And we, we've gone a long way since the first one. And I can't wait. You know, we, this is a big step forward. And we're going to take a larger step. I mean, we didn't decide to go live until like 3.30. So, I mean, it's it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to Alex's website. Put it in the comments. It's m4hobbitedit.wordpress.com. Uh, you can see some different previews of the of the actual edit. He also has links to downloaded and an update log, so you can see all the different changes that he's made. Um, he also has a Discord on there if you want to check out his Discord. Uh, they talk about the edit, people that have watched it, share their thoughts, and then Alex is kind of uh, talks about potential changes he wants to make and other things. It's a great little Discord community, so definitely yeah. check that out. So what's your next project? Out. Yeah, uh, I was uh, that's the that. thing. I, I right now I don't have one planned. Actually, I did make a cut of okay. Titanic where I removed yeah, all I the modern day scenes, yeah. and I actually okay. want to revise that. Um, so basically, if you've seen the movie, you know how there's like old rows. Um, in my yeah. version, it was just 1912, and so I kind of want to revise that. Um, but other than that, I don't have any plans right now. Mm. Um, you know, it's been a pleasure to to join you guys. Thank you so much for um, shouting me out and giving me so much support it means a lot um, yeah i mean i hope this yeah. isn't the last time mm. we hear from you yeah you know? yeah i mean I'm, I'm sticking around i've been watching uh, a lot of your streams yeah. uh, even when guy. it's not related to lord of the rings at all so it's been fun yeah. um we also ordered a extra copy of the the uh, produced version of his box set um mark will put up a post in ox for how you can win that we're still kind of dotting the i's and crossing the t's on that uh, and we'll announce the winner for that at the end of the next show, episode three of the Ringcast. Big shout out to Mark. He dropped like a grand on a computer today just for the show. And, <laughs> like a few hundred bucks on a mic. Like, yeah, we yeah. got some dedication. Yeah. Love to see that. Daddy shout Warbucks. out to Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Shout out to Pete. He's not feeling well and he's here today. So love to see that. Uh, and makes me, makes me feel a whole lot better being on here with you guys. Oh Danny's supposed to be here contractually, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> Dude, I'm just happy to be able to talk hobbits, orcs, and elves with people. Uh, Mark, what are we doing for episode three? Do you have a topic in mind, or a character, or well, anything? Uh, we, we, we had talked about this, whether we were going to go to a movie or whatever, but we should... I mean, let's go ahead and decide right now. What do you guys want to do? You guys want to do a certain character? I kind of like... You were talking about Gandalf. You kind of have me Gandalfed up. So I wouldn't. Mind. I wouldn't mind a Gandalf, or I know we talked about maybe like a Lego, uh, a whole episode just focus on like the different Lego sets. I think that'd well, be maybe fun we, too. Let's, let's, let's sh- yeah. we should do both. I have to say we should oh, do well, both. Well, there's only so much content we don't want to kill. Everything <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> oh no, no. What we'll do? Okay, we'll do we'll do the Lego, and we'll talk about the video games and stuff like that. So if anybody needs to, um, we'll play like through the PlayStation Three version. I guess is that the oh, shit. newest. I'll send it to you guys. It's like nine dollars. I, I I can send it to you guys. I have to buy a PlayStation. Yeah, I got a PlayStation. <laughs> or the you guys got a DS. Or, no, you can play it on, online, right? 
we'll we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure for sure at least out. Lego. At least because, Lego. We'll and be. I I plan on um I was kind of thinking about buying because I haven't bought the Helm's Deep or the Tower of War thing yet. So I was kind of thinking about buying that and maybe doing an unboxing together. Oh man, Hell and yeah, kind of dude. like live put together. I so want maybe the War we'll thing so the, bad. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Well, the thing is, I've seen a lot of sets where they're complete without the minifigures. I'm like, man, you have to buy the minifigures. So you mm. just got to spend that extra, extra hundreds. So. Anyways. It's just proves your Lego. you got to get in on the ground floor. Otherwise, it gets oh very God, expensive. Yeah. Anyways, I think today was a great show, Mark. Yeah. Let's say yeah, goodbye to the Mark. people of the world. Yeah. Here at last, on the shores of the sea, comes the end of our fellowship.